Hi, this is weird. This is weird. Good morning. It is a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Um, I'm not here again, but it's different than the last time I wasn't here. The last time I wasn't here, I was like really not here. This time I'm here. I'm just here through the magic of the internet. As if you're with us on Facebook or YouTube, you can see me there. Hi, I'm here. But here is the attic at my house. Griffin's in studio. Griffin's kids did not manage to lose his keys somehow over the last 24 hours that I know of. So Griffin made it to work just fine today. But your pal? Nope. I am stuck upstairs at my house. Okay. I will, uh, I, yeah, go ahead. Griffin. It's a good little studio you got there. I like it. I think it's by in, in no ways is it a studio whatsoever. I give you a tour, but it's a disaster up here. <laughs> like, it is, there is something weird I think you're going gonna on. Have to. I, think where, you, I think you are going to have to at some point. Uh, dude, if like, I this would make people judge Mrs. Clark, and I don't want to do that. All right. I don't want right, to do that. Right. There's like it there's such a weird this was supposed to be my office and it's got like my exercise equipment up here. Like I got my stationary bike, my ellipticals up here. I've got my old man reclining chair that I did Project Game Day from last night, which I love to death. Like that's where I want to live for the rest of my life is in my old man reclining chair. But it's also got like the kids' old toys from when they were like three for some reason. We just haven't gotten rid of them. There's still all right. Here we go. There's still an entire. Uh, I don't yes, know if you see it yes. over there. There's still an, an entire. Oh, wow, yeah. Like is that a kitchen, kitchen yeah. set? Yeah. The, the, my children are eight and six. Like they're not using the fake kitchen set any longer. But for some reason, it's still sitting up here. Um, there's are like DVDs. When was the last time well, you need those. we watched a DVD? There's like a hundred of them on a rack elsewhere. Uh, all of my bobbleheads are up here, but the boys have broken all of them. And the joke's on them because that means that they won't be worth anything to them at an older age. And maybe they could have gotten some money for them. So, ha jerks. You're going to feel stupid when you're 35. Um, it's a weird place to be. So, hi. Yeah, it's Glenn Clark Radio. Kinda. I am Glenn. He is Griffin. I'm not here, but I'm here. The the long and short of it, it, it's really not that complicated. I don't know where my keys are. Now you say, huh, you how would that park. happen? Couldn't you just rode a horse in or something? I uh, I did consider that. I probably would be arriving somewhere around 11.15. So, <laughs> no, I, that's not an option. Um, it, This happened once. I'm trying to think what year, because it was pre-pandemic, if I remember correctly. It was definitely while we were still in the Meadow Mill building. This happened once before, but back then, when something like this would occur, the option was that my wife could just give me a ride over to the light rail, and then I could take the light rail down because the old studio was located mm -hmm. right off the light rail. It was no problem. Today, we had two things working against us. The first was... I didn't recognize that my keys were missing until I went to leave and went to the place where I keep my keys and said, huh, that's weird. No keys there. And that was at about 9.05 or so because Griffin needed me in today by 9.40. So I spent the next, and Mrs. Clark was here, I spent the next 
10 to 15 minutes frantically searching for the keys to the point where even if Mrs. Clark had driven me into the studio, I would have been late for the thing that Griffin needed me for at 940. So at some point during this frantic rush, I had to decide, well, I guess I'm just going to do the show from home today, which I get is not perfect. It does not sound as good. I, I would prefer this is not something that I have any interest in doing more frequently, I guess. You know, as I get older, maybe there will be a day where I'll reconsider this and we can build a studio or something like that. But right now, this is the backup plan to the backup plan to backup the backup plan, as our uh, friend, the legendary big boy might say. So someone that I, I'm going to answer. Griffin, you probably have some questions. I tell you what, I want you to treat this like a press conference. OK, you be Jerry Coleman. Can you do a Jerry Coleman? Do you have a Jerry Coleman voice in you? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no, that's not you, good. That's not uh, good. I mean, you're trying, and yeah. I respect that, right? I realized once upon a time that my Jerry Coleman was also my Burt from uh, Sesame Street, right? Like, um, I'm Jerry Coleman. Oh, Ernie. Like, I realized I was just doing the same voice because I used to have to read all those Sesame Street books to my kids, and I had a uh, legendary uh, Burt voice, and I just used the same voice for Jerry Coleman. But I would like you to do your channel your best inner Jerry Coleman, and I want you to grill me all of the questions that you think need to be asked about this situation, because some of them have already been asked on social media when I shared that I wasn't going to be in studio today, and they were relevant questions. So I want you to attempt to grill me. We're going to have a little bit of a press conference, sort of the way that everybody had to grill John Harbaugh about why in the F he wouldn't challenge obvious spot he loves challenging spot plays that will never be overturned why in all hell would you not challenge spot plays that were obviously going to be overturned all right so you take on the role you be jerry coleman all right well glenn clark uh you think this is acceptable that's not a great um okay that that's not where i would have started i would have started with more factual questions and then got to it why don't you start with some more Fact that how did this happen types of questions is I think where we should start with this. Oh, I don't know what's playing there. And then we'll get to that question. Uh, okay. Who do you, who is at blame for this? Uh, okay. That's, that's close. Um, so here's what I believe occurred. And I don't even know this. There is one place in my bedroom where I keep my keys, right? Yesterday, we, in the morning, we went over to the uh, Festival of Trees at the fairground. Lovely little event, by the way. I had never, I, I am Mr. Christmas. I'm like the king of Christmas around here. I had never been to the Festival of Trees. But we went with um, a couple that we are friends with and that uh, their son goes to school with my older son. We all went to the Festival of Trees yesterday in the morning. I departed a little bit earlier than everyone else because I wanted to go home and watch football. It's Sunday. We only get so many of those where we don't have the deal with the Ravens. I wanted the joy of watching some. Uh, I mean, who can pass on the opportunity to watch Kenny Pickett and Jake Browning go toe to toe? How do you miss that type of opportunity? So I departed a little bit earlier. I got home. Clearly, I needed my keys in the car. Clearly, I needed my keys to open the front door. So the, the keys definitely made it home. They're somewhere at home. So I get home and I realized that I had done laundry and I could put my laundry away and I could both watch the game and put my laundry away. When the kids got home, they decided to come crash in my room. 
and they wanted to watch the football game and they wanted to have a professional wrestling match in my room. So it is my understanding, my belief, that where I keep my keys, which is right next to the bed. Oh, my wife is departing. Love you. I'm guessing this means you didn't find my keys today. Um, she suggests she has ripped apart the entire house. We have far bigger problems. We have way bigger problems. Hi, Mrs. Clark. As she is, uh, Griffin says hello. There you go. There's Mrs. Clark in the background. Uh, recognizing that she also doesn't know where my keys are. So things are going really well over here. We we could have much bigger problems. Um, I my, my belief is that at some point while we were playing, because we never play in my room, that at some point while we were playing, my younger son most likely decided that he was going to play with my keys. I think that because he has done this before. And what he did with them from there... Lord knows. I did not need my car the rest of the day because obviously I was at home doing Project Game Day last night. By the way, Project Game Day, if you missed it, you can find it at uh, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. We do it every game day this season. Myself, Rita, Femi, um, KZ was with us. Josh Charles was with us last night. Had a great crew for Project Game Day. It's all brought to you by Superbook Sports, AJ Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Find out more, pressboxonline.com slash game day. We'll see you in two weeks for the next Project Game Day. So I didn't have to leave, so I didn't need my keys. So I never looked for my keys because I didn't need them at any point last night. So it wasn't until this morning that I woke up. I Griffin sent me a text, said, hey, man, can you be in here a little bit early for me? I said, no problem, Griffin. Anything for you, pal. You know me. And then went to grab my keys off of my bedside table where I keep them and said, huh. That's weird. So I did what any normal human would do. I searched. I went and tried try to find the pants that I was wearing yesterday in my uh, laundry. Would they? Would I possibly never take them out? Nope, not the case. I then ripped up any reasonable... Mrs. Clark and I spent the next 20 minutes ripping apart any reasonable place in our house where those keys might be. They are not to be found. So I believe... This is to be blamed. The blame falls on my six-year-old child, Sam, you son of a... Wait, that would make it me. All right, you know what I mean. So that's the first <laughs> That's the first answer. I believe there are some, some important follow-up questions. Yeah, yeah, dance. certainly, certainly. Um, first of all, I guess that's that's a pretty strong answer. You're able to manage a fitted read in there. I don't know well, that it's a so. strong answer. Oh, yeah, I did yes, get a read yes. in. That's a so, good point. Yeah, so that, that that's solid points there. Uh, John Colson, uh, I'll go to him uh, who, who chimes in in the Facebook chat here. You only have one set of keys? Thank you. That was the, the reasonable question that I thought needed to be asked, asked next. Uh, yeah, have always only had one set of keys for this car. It is a chip key. And when we bought the car, they did not have a second key. They, I said, well, can I just go get another one made? And they were like, well, it's a chip key. It's not that simple. Now, perhaps chip key technology has changed in recent years. And maybe it is now routine to be able to go get a new chip key made but this was only this was 2020 i believe when i purchased the car i think it was in mid pandemic um at the time i was told it wasn't quite that easy you would have to go through the dealer the dealer might have to it was way too much in the moment for me to think i could handle it i i would need john colson I would need like a week off maybe to deal with these types of problems. You, you're prepared. You're ready to give me like a week next summer that I don't I don't go anywhere. Because as everyone knows, when you have young kids, you don't actually ever get a vacation 
It, it is actually more stressful to be away from work than it is to be at work when you travel with young children. So it is important that I would need, if you want to bless me like a week off to just improve my life, just like a nice staycation to spend five days working on Glenn, by all means. Unfortunately, because I work 500 jobs, I have not had the time to be able to dive in and figure out how to go about getting a replacement or a second chip key made. So I believe that was that was a good one. That was a good follow-up from John Colson. I feel like there's another follow-up that needs to be asked, Griffin. Did you check where you last put him? Is that... Oh, that's God, that was what Drew Forrester said. That's definitely not a necessary follow-up. That's the reason why John Harbaugh wanted to choke him out in Charlotte that day, is because he asked dumb questions. Um, then, uh, so what you're saying is that if you were to get this no, week off, this would you're, never you're happen. Missing, you're mi- nope, you're missing a very important one. Why don't you have a tile on your keys? That's the important question that should be asked, Griffin. And I'm glad you did. Thank you. Dynamite Why don't you question, have a tile on the keys? What a question. I mean, you're handling this like a responsible journalist. Um, I do have a tile on my keys. Ah. The tile expired, I want to say, a year and a half ago. So, so we need that week off, fr- yeah. Yeah, after the first time this occurred, oh, man. I got a tile for my keys. I said, well, I tell you who this is never going to happen to again, your old pal GC. Got myself a tile. And uh, did not know at the time that tiles only lasted for a year. So I had a situation where I needed to, like, I was, I I think Mrs. Clark had borrowed the keys, didn't know where she put them. And I said, ah, no problem. I have a cheat code here. I'll use the tile. Went to my app on the phone, pulled it up, and I was informed that the tile was expired. And I was so pissed off that I didn't realize that the tile was only good. Because, like, tiles cost real money, that the tile was only good for a year, that I said, well, I will never give these people at Tile my money again. They will never receive any of your old pal GC's money. Feeling good about that decision right now. Feeling really good about my decision to bail on the Tile. Which, again, the actual Tile itself still on the keys. But no longer good. I will not be able to use it to find out where my keys are. Gotcha. Next. And- and so, uh, so you, there, the, uh, there was no option to use Mrs. Clark's car or ride in with her and have you have her well, drop you off uh, here. It, yeah, Mrs. Clark also had to go to work. Mm-hmm. So, in, again, if I with a little bit more time, if we had recognized this problem last night, it could have been handled. But given that you needed me at nine forty today, mm-hmm. and that this problem began at nine oh five, and I was hoping that just by looking around the house, I would come up with the keys. We did not have enough time to devise it. This was the best plan for addressing the 940 situation, right, right. Okay. was that I would do the show from home today. There's a, there's a follow-up question that you should be asking right now. Um, I don't know if this is the one you want, but it, do, should we expect to see any personnel changes in the Clark household? And Any personnel <laughs> changes. I, you know what? I do think we might have to bench the six-year-old. We might <laughs> if we discover that he's the one responsible. No, I think the appropriate follow-up question is, is this gonna happen what tomorrow? happened? Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the appropriate <laughs> follow-up question is, what happens after the show if you still don't find your keys? And Griffin, the answer to that question, I'm going to sound like John Harbaugh. I don't know. 
I have no earthly idea day what to day. my plan week to week, week to week. We are taking everything day to day at the moment. I'm supposed to be a trivia tonight. I oh, I, yeah, I don't is. I don't know what unfolds here if I go looking for the keys again at at 12:15 today and I don't find them. I have no idea how any of this goes. I don't know what my I need an adult frankly i need someone to be an adult in my life and tell me who i who i would need to call will they just come make a new can they just come make a new key for me or will they be like hey we think you're trying to steal this car we're not making a new Mm. key for you i don't know how any of this works so i need an adult i i hope that come 12 15 i will walk downstairs and magically a pair of keys will just be sitting somewhere out in the open for me to see. I'm terrified that that will not be the case. And I don't know where we go from here. So um, I would say I'm living in fear at the moment Mm. is where we're at. I am paralyzed and crippled by fear at the moment, but we're just going to go ahead and try to do a show anyway. Anything else that you feel? So we'll just go get a new car, I think. I think that's exactly the way that it works. And this car just sits in my garage for the rest of my life. It just that's its home now. Definitely not it stays in, there forever. Definitely not in the couch cushions or anything, we think. Oh, we definitely okay. pulled all the couch all right, cushions right. off the couch. We definitely did that. We looked under the couch. Griffin, when I say we looked in every any every little nook and cranny, we looked all of them. And no keys. Fridge. None. Fridge. So, the fridge. You know what? I don't know that we looked in the fridge. I will do that. It's a it's a non zero. If I remember correctly, the first time it was my older son the first time. Who was the time? It was not, you know, he was not older. He was very young. Who lost my keys the first time this happened? And we found out that they were in his bed. I went and looked in his bed first, yeah. just in case. Yeah, okay, they were not there. They were not there. Uh, the boys, so, Casey's chiming in as well. The, the boys are not home, right? They're they're the boys are not home. They're unfortunately, they're furthering their education so, right now. Yeah, yeah, they are at school, so they cannot chime in. Yeah. On where the keys might be. Cases you yeah, just bribing that's... them with money. I feel like that might be counterintuitive because now they're. Just oh, like... I'm gonna I'm gonna bribe them with their ass getting yeah. kicked. Because <laughs> like, if we bribe them with money, them. then they're gonna be like, oh, I can hide the keys and I can just make money. On right, a hundred percent. You're just gonna keep ripping off dad. I think the play is I talked to Santa Claus and Santa <laughs> Claus said if you don't find the keys, then you know. You're never going to get anything for Christmas ever again. And I've I've heard some rumors about what might be uh, you and Santa Claus might be on Santa. Uh, Santa Santa might be bringing a Nintendo Switch this year. So I think there's going to be a Santa relate. I think I had a good year. Oh oh, they did. I think. It was going to be awkward yesterday when uh, Ravens score first didn't hit and Ravens in the first <laughs> quarter didn't hit either. It was going to be awkward for me to try to explain to the boys why Santa was struggling with his bets this year. <laughs> Tell Santa just and, stick with the primetime unders, okay? Those yeah, <laughs> that might that might be the play. Um, yeah, so there uh, there could be an email, a strongly worded email from Santa Claus that I show to the boys later <laughs> related to if you don't find the keys, there will be nothing for you on my sleigh. That's that's going to be coming into play. Is there anything else that we need to cover about this situation, or do yeah. we handle that appropriately? I, and now we can get to the insane decisions. Look, I am. This is the thing. I'm. If I'm willing to second guess John Harbaugh, I must also be willing to be second guessed. 
I, I want that to be known. I'm going to challenge. Do we have the right guy. The non- yeah. Do we have the right guy hosting Glenn Clark Radio right now? Is what we're. Is, so, so, what we're I'm all going to asking. take accountability. I'm going to take accountability. None of this. When I when I explain my circumstances, when I say why it is that I don't, I'm not telling you it's acceptable. It's unacceptable. These are explanations, not excuses. It's unacceptable that I abandoned the tile company because I was pissed off that I didn't know. That's on me. I'm sure when I purchased that first tile, they were very clear that it was only good for a year. But old GC didn't recognize that. And when he got that news, he was not happy about it. He was not thrilled. So because of that, he said, a pox on the tile corporation. I will never be involved with that product. And I promise you, I regret that decision wholeheartedly. I am not happy about the decision that I made there. That was a serious mistake. And I accept responsibility and I hold myself accountable for the decision that was made. So I just want to be abundantly clear. I am not above being held. You know, it's an even bigger bummer, Griffin. I made an additional Thanksgiving leftover pizza yesterday and I was going to bring it in to share with the office today. That is, that is a bummer. I can't promise that it's going to make it to tomorrow because I might be stuck in this house. This might turn into a Lord of the Flies situation. I might just have to eat everything in this house. I might have no choice at some point. Uh, awkward decisions might be have to be made because I don't know how I'm getting out of this place today. All right. It's just the reality of the circumstances. And then I guess, guess to wrap it up, can we promise? Can you promise that this will not happen again, or or we can't go that far? No, I certainly cannot promise right. that. I promise that I will take some. If this requires me to have to suck it up, stick my tail between my legs, and go back to the folks at Tile, I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. I'm not thrilled about it. How much does a Tile I, I, I don't know. I, have, I genuinely don't remember. I just remember that I got one, and I was like, ah, this must be for the rest of my life that this works. How much does a think, tile cost? I think we'll have to see one of those, you know, owner, we'll have to have a John Colson, Glenn Clark, like Frank Reich. Uh, a Tepper meeting here, and uh, right, yes, and, Frank Wright got the he got the uh, he got the heave ho this morning. Yes, he did. Um, uh, and uh, a second, and the, and you'll just have to describe those meetings. You know, they're they're not fun. And nope, nope. Oh, oh, look, man, I'll go in. I'll take accountability. So apparently, oh, because it's Cyber Monday, ah, that's perfect. the reason. Oh, this is the perfect it's time. Cy- <laughs> to- it's Cyber Monday, so you can get one for sixteen forty nine. Boys are doing now, again, you a favor. Only good for a year, and so. This thing might occur. Uh, what's today's date? November twenty seventh. Correct. Mark down December first of twenty twenty four, because we might have this problem again at that point. But I will promise you, as I am clicking purchase right now right. over at Amazon, nice that it will not be an issue for the next year because I have purchased a new tile in order to deal with this problem. And while All we right. Throw out the date since we we won't forget because it is my mom's birthday. So happy birthday to my mom. Oh, happy November birthday, uh, the Griffin's mom. Yes. Happy birthday, yes. Griffin's mom. Yes. All right, we good. We won't forget. We good. This. We've handled. Let's get to the Ravens. How about okay. that? All right, let's get to them. So today's show also brought to you by SuperBook. Uh, uh, your boy, we'll get to it later, had another good weekend betting-wise, uh, except for the <clears throat> Ravens score first and the Ravens first quarters. Those were not so great. But everything else, just picking games, had another good weekend. Tonight, uh, Vikings, three-point favorites against the Bears. I have American dollars on the Vikings tonight. 
So if you want to bet with me, go right now to Superbook.com, download the Superbook app, use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. If you do, you will receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Again, Superbook.com or download the Superbook app. All right, so yeah, the Ravens win last night, and they hit the break the bye week at nine and three in first place in the AFC. All of those are good things. Now I don't, I don't know exactly how the tiebreakers work. So I don't know what happens next week when the Ravens aren't playing and who will um, go in front of them. But I think I am to understand that uh, they will not, they do not have the tiebreakers. So if like the chiefs win next week, I'm pretty sure the chiefs then surpass them again um, in the AFC standings. That's what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. You can only control your controllables, and the Ravens did that. Uh, we also, of course, know that it was not as aesthetically pleasing as you would want a football game to be. The Ravens were far from perfect in their victory over the Chargers last night. It absolutely had the feel in the second half of a familiar story of games the Ravens had lost this year against teams they had no business losing to. So as I, again, try to start with the positives, the first positive is they're nine and three. The second positive is in a situation where we have seen them other times this year melt down. They didn't yesterday. They got it back together in just enough time. And frankly, thanks to the defense in order to make sure they not only held on, but they got a cover. Bless you, Zay Flowers, for the worst decision that anyone could ever make. Thank you for that. We'll address that in a second. Um, it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't. It's not going to make you feel better. As we discussed last night on the Project Game Day post game show, uh, everyone has every right to feel or to say this isn't good enough to win a Super Bowl. We, we can't prove that. There's no definitive way to prove it. And I think my argument back would be, well, that defense might be good enough. Right. If you play defense at that level, maybe that'll prove to be good enough to win a Super Bowl, as it, it's worth pointing out that while Patrick Mahomes is a different animal, you know, th- their receivers still are who they are and they still drop footballs. And there's a reason why the Chiefs have struggled to win games. They, they won yesterday, but they have been struggling to win games before that. So I I can't tell you definitively that it's not good enough, but I understand why the feeling exists. And I think it's fair to say that the standard that you have for the Ravens is more than that. What's frustrating about last night is you don't really know how to describe the problem. Because if you say that the Ravens offense was inept, you would be wrong. They averaged 5.2 yards per play last night. The Ravens offensively on the whole were fine. There were a couple of issues. They, The biggest one being, at one point, much like at one point in the Browns game, Miles Garrett just took over and dominated the game. At one point last night, Khalil Mack started to just take over and dominate the game. And the Ravens seem to have no answers. It's worth pointing out, um, it did seem like they were trying to chip a little bit more, and they were trying to help out a little bit more, and it still just wasn't working that's a problem you know um as was pointed out last night the next game you play you play against Aaron Donald you still have Nick Bosa on the schedule you still have Josh Allen on the schedule you're gonna face 
I don't. I I think we assume that Jalen Phillips is done for the year. Is that where we are at with Jalen? He they announced that, didn't they, over the weekend that Jalen okay. Phillips is done for the year. So you're going to miss him. You still have another game against T.J. Watt coming up at the end of the year, and in the playoffs you might face Chris Jones. You know, you might you you might have to face Miles Garrett again. You're gonna have to face high level edge rushers the rest of the year. And you're going to have to come up with better answers in those circumstances. I get it. It's not easy. There's a reason those guys are high-level players. There's a reason why every team wants a player like that. But you got to come up with better answers. So that would be one thing that you could point out. It's it, But just also seem weird in that there was – the thing that we always complained about with every other offensive coordinator is that sometimes it seems like you lose feel for the game. There were just a number of moments last night. Clearly, the failure to challenge both the Lamar Jackson run and the Nelson Aguilar catch, galaxy brain type of stuff. The Ravens love challenging ball spots that have no opportunity of getting overturned. There is nothing in recent NFL history that's been more difficult to overturn than an open field ball spot. These weren't open field ball spots. This was you could These see were, you could see the first down marker and he was a full yard. Well, okay. the Nelson Aguilar yeah, one. Aguilar it's one. almost com- it's comical how far beyond the first down marker he was. The Lamar Jackson one, admittedly, is closer, right? Because you're trying to figure out exactly where the ball was over the sideline. But no matter how many times you look at it, you don't come away with anything other than that's a first down. If you want to say that in the world where officials are prejudiced by the call on the field, which is something that in general in football, we're going to have to talk about at some point. I, I have discussed this over and over again. The prejudice of call made on the field is very difficult. The Ohio State-Michigan thing from Saturday where, hey, it's close. You know, like, I I don't know that it's clear and obvious, so let's just stick with the call on the field. I watched that thing five times in the Ohio State-Michigan game. I'm almost certain that should have been an interception. It wasn't called that way. No, I don't. I feel nothing. I do not feel any way bad for Ohio State. F Ohio State. But from a football standpoint, I, that was to me an interception. And it felt like sort of the cowardly thing that officials do regularly, which is, well, we made a call on the field. Let's go with the call on the field. Is it possible that the Lamar Jackson one, they would have stuck with the call on the field because of that? M- maybe. But the video seems pretty clear no matter how you slice it. So the first problem is not challenging those plays. And then, you know, cartoonishly challenging. Look, John's had some bad answers this season, and it's a very difficult thing for me. John Harbaugh, that is. Not John Colson. Although he – how John Colson's answers been this year? i got to think about that. Maybe he's had bad, bad answers too. John Harbaugh's had some bad answers this year. His answer about challenging the lateral – Oh, my God is is damn near the top of his list of his worst answers. The, we didn't have a good look at it, 
but those things are really hard to do. So we, it was worth the shot. Imagine just choosing to piss away a timeout. And you have no idea. There's so many questions that need to be asked. Like, hey, what's going on up in that booth? How have you not gotten a good... And I get it. Like, we were all watching the same game. NBC had not shown the direct down-the-line replay yet. So I can understand if, from a time standpoint, they didn't see it on the field... I, I also thought it was close, but to just piss away a timeout in the second half of a football game a close that football you might game, need, yeah. yes, that you might need for saving your ass at the end of the game over, well, hey, maybe we'll get it. Uh, and yes, it looks so much worse because the other two you would have gotten and you didn't challenge them. But as bad as the challenges themselves were, the immediate follow-up play calls are almost as problematic to me. The first one led to the fourth and one direct snap to Gus Edwards. And my brain still can't comprehend this. As Rita said so eloquently last night, why are you running the Wildcat? You have a Wildcat. Lamar Jackson is a wildcat. I will never in my life understand the thought process of taking the most dynamic playmaker in modern NFL history out of a play ever. I will never understand how you could possibly be better off running a play in which Lamar Jackson doesn't touch the football in any way. I'll never, my, my brain will never understand that. If you want to argue, well, hey, maybe we can hit them with um, uh, something unexpected. They might think that there's a chance that Gus is going to throw the ball and they get duped by that. And I, I don't know, man. I got nothing for that. That was as insane as insane gets. The play call to me is as problematic if not more problematic than the failure to challenge you add to that that apparently on the second one after the Aguilar thing they just didn't know they just thought it was first down they lined up and ran a play and no one at any point said uh guys are are we are we sure we're all together on this one how that happens and I tried like I talked to Femi about it and he was like yeah I mean I guess it could happen that like you're just confident and we all remember that there was the issue with the chains uh, for the Chargers on the first drive of the game where they put up that it was third down when it was obviously fourth and Brandon Staley was screaming about it and like maybe the Ravens just said hey ignore the we we saw it it was first down ignore that they just they're just screwing up the chains again let's go Right. Maybe, but then for them to do that, hurry up and 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 that tempo that was that was what made it seem like oh they know it's a short that it's a short line of game and they're trying to catch him off guard right which is also bizarro world like I don't know why that's what the Ravens are 
are the team that feels like you have to try to catch a team off guard in order to be capable of converting fourth and short. When you have the biggest, the most un- almost unstoppable weapon in, in football. Or, or yeah, it, the first one was fourth and short. The second yeah. one was third and short. Yes, correct. When you have Lamar Jackson, I... Uh, I, I uh, you know which fourth down worked last night? The one where you just lined up and handed the ball to Gus Edwards and he plunged forward and picked up a first down. That that yardage, that short yardage play worked. I'm I'm at a loss. I mean, I'm really at a loss for that. All that being said, as bizarre as last night was, I would find it really inappropriate to panic about any of it. I do think in my heart of hearts that last night reflected the difficulty of the first game adjusting to life without Mark Andrews. And that in particular, one of the things we saw, um, I believe the number is they finished with six drives. No, five drives of seven plays or more. Let me double confirm that. But I I was keeping track of this last night. That seems pretty right, though, because it felt like there was a good bit of drives that just kind of stalled out. Like they were mo- like they moved the ball. <clears> it felt like so. Yeah, the end of the game was two plays. The last touchdown was obviously three plays. Then a nine play drive that led to a missed field goal. That was a three play drive for a punt. Nine play drive that led to a punt. Another nine play drive that led to a field goal. A four play drive on downs. Five play drive for a field goal. Nine play drive that was a turnover on downs. Twelve play drive for a touchdown. Seven play drive for a punt. So there were. Let's make this clear. There were six drives of seven plays or more that produced a total of 10 points. And it feels like that part of what happened as they were getting into drives and things were working is that the thing that they're most comfortable with, either going to Mark Andrews or forcing defenses to have to pay so much attention to Mark Andrews that it further opens things up was a factor significantly last night. Rashad Bateman made a hell of a play. Dude, that touchdown drive in the first half was a chef's kiss a drive, as I have seen from the Baltimore Ravens. That had everything. It was magnifique. The third down play by Rashad Bateman is exactly what we were talking about last week when I said I think Rashad Bateman can be a serious part of the story of how you go about making up for the loss of Mark Andrews. That was next level type of stuff. The catch by Nelson Aguilar that should have been, right? Like that was an amazing catch. That wasn't on the touchdown drive. Of course, we know what happened on that drive. But it felt like last night, The adjustment to life without Mark Andrews was real. They weren't inept offensively. It's just that when they got into drives, they found them a bit more difficult to sustain. Should they have committed to one running back or the other last night and just said, hey, it's your night? Keaton Mitchell looked great, right? But then everybody would say, why get away from Gus? Gus does everything right. Gus Gus does that fourth and one and gives you a first down, yeah. The, the argument would be, why was Justice Hill involved at, at all? But truth be told, Justice Hill ran the ball well last night, right? Like, the, the, Justice Hill averaged five, 6.2 yards per carry last night. So, I, 
I can't say it was a mistake to put Justice Hill on the field. It just sort of felt like a night where you didn't need to try to find five carries for Justice Hill. I'm still bamboozled by the decision on third and three to run the ball with Justice Hill and then kick a field goal. Like if you're running the ball with anyone there, I presume it's because you've already decided you have two downs to pick this up. Go get whatever yards you're going to get. And as a lot of people have pointed out, the difference, like the esoteric thing that we say is, hey, this is the difference between it being a field goal game and a touchdown game. But the reality is, like, if the team gets a touchdown the other way, you're losing. Like, Mm. it's not, there's a difference in you're up by four, let's kick a field goal so that a touchdown only ties the game versus you're up by three. Now a field goal won't tie the game, but that team has four downs to work with. Like they're up against the wall. They get the opportunity and now go score a touchdown to potentially win the game. So I thought it was nuts to even try the field goal there. Obviously the far bigger problem being Justin Tucker missing a, a chip shot. I mean, that's a indoors climate controlled. I know it's technically not indoors because it's like a canopy. It's not a dome, but it's climate controlled in Southern California. A 44 yard field goal is an NFL chip shot. That That's. I mean, we have to talk about it. Like we've been trying to avoid it or say, well, Hey, we're talking about long kicks. There's, there's a problem here. I mean, there's a problem right now. And it could bite the Ravens in the ass in a significant moment at some point. Like, I am nervous about that right now. But I thought the play call was bonkers. I mean, I'm again, if you're not going for it, if you're not going forward and forth down there, why are you running the ball? Could you pick up three yards? You could. But assuming it, I have no idea where that comes from. I mean, that's boggles my mind man hmm. um i mean i guess the only defense is that oh you have justice hill and they can they expect you to pass the ball so you catch right because guard. he's your pass yes he's yeah. your pass blocker but then yeah your, I, to your point though then that means you're in four down territory like you're 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 trying to get justice hill to sneak you sneaky three yards or he gets two and then you obviously right you, run you just say and you go let, let's it. let's go for it i'm boy i got i got nothing for that but ultimately again they won the game they have been through a lot travel-wise this year. They've gone to London and back, and then Arizona and back, and they've done all of these things. They have played without some of their best players, with other best players, clearly not 100%. They're going to have to continue to play without Mark Andrews moving forward, but you presume that Marlon Humphrey comes back after the bye. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that the defense needed the help because the defense was phenomenal last night, but... Now it has the opportunity to get even better for this stretch to close the season. I feel good. Last night was weird. It was a weird game. But sometimes you have to win weird games. This is the NFL. They've won the aesthetically pleasing games this season. They beat the Seahawks the way that they did. They beat the Lions the way that they did. They have won aesthetically pleasing, pleasant types of games. Sometimes you're not winning that game. Sometimes you're winning. Look at every other team. The Eagles aren't blowing everybody out. They're not really blowing anybody out. 
you have to win games like this sometimes. I get it. We'd all rather watch, you know, a valiant overtime touchdown drive and say, ah, look at the here the conquering hero who moved down the field and won the game the way that Jalen Hurts did. I like that's what we think football is, but this year in particular, football has proven to be defense too. And to the point where I don't think that I'm going to be dismissive of the idea that defense might not be capable of winning a championship again this year. I know that we kind of dismiss that notion in recent NFL history, but this season has shown us that defense kind of matters again. I feel good. I They need to improve, and I think they need to get cleaning up these types of mistakes. I get it. Somebody's going to say, well, this is John Harbaugh. This is what he's always done. I, I know. I understand. I, I can't assume that the Ravens are going to make two insane decisions to not challenge plays every game the rest of the year. I think they need to get more comfortable both in play calling and execution without Mark Andrews on the field. And I think they have to have better strategies for facing high-level edge rushers. And maybe, again, just some rest will go a long way to that. They have waited a very long time to just get a breather, and maybe that will prove to be beneficial. But on the whole, I feel good, and I think we should feel good about the situation that the Ravens are in as they hit the bye. All right, let's grab a break here. Today's show, uh, or not a, how about just a reminder, coming up a little bit later on today, Stan the Fan, who always does his show from home, he did not lose his keys to my understanding. Stan the Fan will be back in action. He, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson, talking baseball with you. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. If you miss it live, you can see it at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline tomorrow, 6 o'clock this evening for Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, and Luke Jackson. Uh, some more potential options coming off the market for the Orioles, guys that perhaps you would have said, huh, that that's something that I would have done. They'll talk about that. They'll talk about what still could be done coming up a little bit later on today. When we come back in, we're going to chat with Kadri Ismail. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors. Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mancastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Henneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs around the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along to holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visithartford.com and click on Events 
to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas in at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, back in here on Glenn Clark Radio, and yeah, I'm not here. I'm I'm at home trying to figure find my keys. I I hopefully that'll happen here shortly. Hey Griffin, you want to let everybody know what's going on at Live Casino and Hotel? Yeah, over mm-hmm. at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland at the FanDuel Sportsbook, they have the second chance to win drawing going on all football season long where you can turn losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion because between now and the uh, and January 4th, 2024, all Live Casino and Hotel Maryland Rewards members will be, will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum, and then two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen with prizes ranging from Live Casino and Hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social ultimate happy hour, plus cash in free play worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday only at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Adirondo Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 100GAMBLER. All right, very good. We actually had to do this a little bit earlier on today because of his schedule, but an opportunity to catch up with our friend, Mr. Kadri Ismail, right here on GCR. We'll join now here on GCR, of course, by a friend of ours, a Super Bowl champion, a man you see on WJZ 13. He is the missile himself, our buddy, Mr. Kadri Ismail. Kadri, hope you and your family had a great Thanksgiving. Appreciate you, as always, brother, for taking the time for us. Yes, absolutely. Thanksgiving was awesome. And uh, my digestive system has been working overtime. 
Okay, wait a second. I know you, you are a man who takes serious care of your body. Do you, like, allow yourself to indulge over Thanksgiving at all? Well, there's the depth of the questions, and the answer is yes and no. So the yes part is I'm going to eat and eat a lot. The no is that I'm not going to sit there and eat a whole bunch of nastiness that I'm going to regret. So the food that I do eat, um, it's it's all good food. It's just I eat a lot more than I normally would. Okay, so the point is, like, you don't hit the dessert table on Thanksgiving. You said the dessert table? Oh, I yeah. mean, I, that's, that's a given. It's just I'm not going to go okay. to some nasty place that has overly processed high fructose corn syrup, canola oil having, uh, you know, just type of desserts that, that really don't serve to help me, some hydrogenated oils. I'm trying to go where I can have something that I know the ingredients are simple and the wholesome goodness will be just amazing. It's just that uh, from a, a standpoint of eating, I just ate too much of it. All right. See, everything you sounded sounded okay for a second, and then I was like, no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. This is why I'm not – this is why, Kadri, you're older than I am, but yet you're still going to live longer than I do. That's just the way that it's going to work because I can't bring myself to it. Let's let's talk about the Ravens. Um, how fair is it to discuss their inconsistencies last night, some of the play-calling questions that we might have versus acknowledging they just went across the country – Won a game by two scores. They're nine and three. There's no reason why we should really be unhappy about much of anything. Well, it's not that we're not unhappy. I think what we are, we're, we're what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we, we expect excellence. We have seen it from time to time. Twice we have seen it where it's resulted in the ultimate. And a few other times, we have seen it where it's gotten close to the ultimate. And so we don't want to be Billy Cundiff. We want to finish this thing. So ultimately, it's not that we're picking apart just the, the negative. We're trying to say, okay, how can we improve so we can get better? Okay, so is it fair to say that the way the Ravens performed last night isn't good enough for winning a Super Bowl? I would say defensively, the way in which they performed is absolutely Super Bowl worthy. I would say, shockingly, the way our special teams perform, a.k.a the greatest of all time, and Justin Tucker, who now, I guess, accuracy-wise, uh, percentage-wise, takes a dip. Um, but, yeah, I think he would be the first to admit that we missed the mark. At the same time, from a bigger-picture standpoint, I think offensively, they did what needed to be done to complement the defense. Yeah, we're chatting with Kadri Ismail here on GCR. Kadri, is it fair to suggest that like what they did offensively, while incongruent at times, probably is more of a case of adjusting to life with Mark without Mark Andrews 
And and maybe we needed to be willing to say, hey, this might not look perfect for a little while because it's not easy to lose one of the best pass catchers in the entire NFL. Of course. I, I think that's spot on. Anytime you have a guy that's productive in your offense and he's no longer there, you're going to have to figure out, you know, how to make everything else work. And he was a critical piece for Lamar Jackson, especially in the red zone. And you could see where they were moving the ball, but then it would kind of stall a little bit. And that stalling, I think, was the lack of a Mark Andrews to kind of be that that go-to guy. Um, but at the same time, I would also say from a Lamar Jackson, you know, kind of either A, decide to run with the ball because you need to, or well, and or you got to hit Odell Beckham on when he was in a slot and he took off and did like a stutter go and beat his mm-hmm. defender. I mean, that, that should have been, that should have been a drop in the bucket touchdown that Lamar needs to have back. And he knows it. And I think those are, those are plays that, that will bring the frustration of like, man, you know, to your question of, are they Super Bowl worthy? I think they are Super Bowl worthy, but I think at the same time, you can't, leave strong plays like that on the table. The other thing that I think, you know, aside from some of the decision-making last night and obviously the replay stuff, I think the other thing is the Ravens have now, there's a bit of a pattern of them having some real problems against top-notch edge rushers. And to be fair, there's a reason why Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, these guys are amongst the best in football. But what do you make of there being these sort of continued issues where it seems like, one of these guys just sort of takes over a game and the Ravens don't really seem to have an answer for what to do about it. It is scary. It is scary because when you get to the playoffs, and again, this is where the nitpicking I think is warranted because when you have playoff caliber teams, they're in the playoffs because they're badasses too. And usually their general managers They've made a, a free agent pickup, or they have drafted a guy, too, that is next level. So, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right when it comes to what are we going to do about it? And, and Ronnie Stanley and company, mother mm-hmm. of pearl, like, it, you know, him and Moses need to figure that thing out quick, fast, and hurry. Is it is it on them entirely, or is it some of it on you know not rolling Lamar Jackson out more in that situation, like not just sort of acknowledging, hey, look, Khalil Mack's really good. We have to maybe change our thought process here because we can't just ask Ronnie Stanley, Morgan Moses to handle it. They did. Uh, we saw Gus Edwards try and fail. We and saw Chip, yeah. Justice Hill try yeah. and fail. <laughs> So, you know, you're, you're, you're you're like, when I say Morgan and Ronnie, you know, of course they're going to have in practices where they will talk to the backs and help and figure them to keep, you know, like I know, uh, you know, Gus, he just stopped moving his feet and it just looked bad. I think, Um, you know, the one time Justice Hill made a business decision, but I think it's about working together and figuring out how to, to subtly, uh, chip a guy so he's not expecting you and if he's not expecting you you can kind of like knock him on his butt because he wasn't expecting you I think those are the things that you, you look at and you're trying to 
you know, you're trying to implement and do for, for yourself and for your, your teammate. Um, but those are nuances that, that, you know, good teams figure out quicker rather sooner rather than later. All right, just another couple of minutes here with Kadri on GCR after the Ravens won in Los Angeles last night. Kadri, there's nothing that can be done now about those decisions to not challenge the spots. I, I, I think it's nuts, but, you know, obviously there's nothing you can do now. I did want to run by you just the follow-ups in both of those situations. The, the first one being after they didn't go for it or after they didn't challenge on third down Lamar's uh, run to the left sideline, they ran a play on fourth down that was a wildcat play to Gus Edwards that started like five yards in the backfield on fourth and short. Are, are we right to think it's nuts that when you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, you would ever run a short yardage play that didn't involve him having the ball? Well, I think variety is king. I think what we're also seeing is that, you know, Todd Munkin, you know, when he's in the in the thing cooking, um, he's feeling like, all right, I can take a little bit of the, the hit off of my quarterback and put it on to another back. Um, I think at the same time, the brotherly shove, the tush-push, however you want to describe it, yeah, you know, maybe this team doesn't have the physicality of it. Uh, maybe Lamar Jackson doesn't have enough junk in his trunk to really push it forward as well. But I think there are some better ways to, yeah, get a short yardage first down. Um, I, I just I am so befuddled by it, Kadri. And then the other one where it was third and one after they decided not to challenge the Nelson Aguilar thing. And it, it appears, and John Harbaugh kind of a cur- <laughs> confirmed it after the game, that they ran a play, a short pass in the flat, the Zay Flowers that went incomplete, that they didn't know was third down, and they believed that it was first down. It, is that viability? Like, can you buy that that can happen that a team can just sort of assume, an entire team can think that they picked up a first down, no one can look up at the screen or look over at the, you know, the marker, and that you can actually get on and run a play, and that that can happen within football, and you don't know that you were actually running a play on third and short instead of on first and ten. That one kind of was a, a tough one to swallow, and I was curious because I was like, well – you you overly do it for so many times like you you like everyone as you know whether it be the running backs coach getting in personnel groupings whether it be the receiver coach making sure you know you have the the right groupings in as well and and who's the down and distance person and and obviously Todd has his you know eyes and ears next to him up in the booth um that one is a tough one, and 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 so I don't know the processing, but that was uh, that was disappointing to see. Disappointing to see, please, <laughs> man. Like that is that is kind of nuts that something like that can happen. But again, all's well that ends well. The Ravens win the game. Um, you brought up Justin Tucker, so I do just want to get a thought from you. I, I don't I don't know that the answer can possibly be anything other than he's Justin Tucker. So we're going to work through this because he's Justin Tucker. But do you start to think about, you know, changing thought processes of when you might go? Like, I'll bring up even last night before he missed the kick. I thought it was weird 
that they ran the ball on third and three with Justice Hill if they hadn't decided that they were going to go for it on fourth down. Like, I just thought that was a weird decision in that moment. Do you alter your decision-making at all right now, given the struggles that Justin Tucker is experiencing? Or come two weeks when you get back from by, do you just say, nope, he's Justin Tucker, and we kind of pretend like none of these things have happened this year? Hey, man, I was watching the Bills and Eagles game, and they had a uh, downpour. And what was it, a 60 or 61 yard or something like that? And dude was like money. And the Eagles don't win that game if he doesn't kick that thing through the uprights. I think there's a lot of guys that have literally looked at Justin Tucker, the way he kicks. They've changed the way kicking is. He, he has changed the way kicking is. He has... You could see where he has uh, perfected the art of the straight kick and other kickers no longer hook or fade the ball. They literally are straight kickers. What am I trying to say? I think his legacy is established that that's the way to do it. It's the Justin Tucker style kick. It's the straight kick. Um, and I remember vividly him talking about him and Jerry Rothberg uh, he will make the team. He will do what he needs to do if he changes, and he did, and it's been awesome, and off you go. However, uh, yes, father time is undefeated. And so there are those moments where Tiger Woods misses the three-footer that he would have automatically made. There's a time where Adam Vinatieri, you know, hey, there's a little bit something there that even though I'm in an indoor stadium, I don't feel as good with my legs and the super fast switch muscle fibers to kick it through the uprights. I think that's what we're seeing with Justin Tucker. Uh, I, it feels that way, man. You know, again, he's the greatest of all time, and you hope that it gets the ship gets righted. But boy, it is it is all sorts of weird. All right, uh, Kaja, you want to remind everybody about missile training? Yeah, man. Missile training, literally missiletraining.com. You go to that website. That's me. You get a chance to see what I do, how I can help you from six years old, to 84 year old. Like the clientele is vast. It doesn't matter if you're an elite athlete, if you're a collegiate athlete, if you're a high school athlete, if you're a person trying to get off the couch, if you're a person trying to understand what longevity is about, I am your person. Let us do this, and I promise you, the walk beside you and your journey would be a very awesome one for you to have. No doubt. That I am Kadri Smile is how you follow. Kadri, always appreciate you, brother. Thanks for taking the time for us. Let's talk again real soon, all right? Indeed. Appreciate you, Glenn. It's Kadri Smile, of course. Former uh, Ravens wide receiver, now with WJZ13. Appreciate him hopping on with us this morning to talk a little bit about the Ravens game. All right, today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. A uh, couple folks who have gotten in this morning from, oh, John Proctor chimed in, uh, says, direct snapping to Gus is the Ravens equivalent of not handing the ball to Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl. 
Nobody would expect you not to use your best player. It's so dumb that it's possibly genius. Uh, it's not the dumbest thing the Ravens have ever done. Uh, Harbaugh's bizarre challenge was worse. At least Edwards is a good running back. Maybe the Huntley leap is my dumbest, but that also has recency bias. I'm also not sure that was actually the decision there. I, th- I thought that maybe Tyler Huntley kind of sort of did that on his own in that moment. From Jeff. Jeff says, uh, Glenn... Is there any chance that this isn't your kids and you're just now 40 years old? Um, Are they, have you checked the car? Well, I, it couldn't be in the car because I had to get in the house. Okay. All right. I had to get into the house yesterday. So it had to be a way for me to get into the house. So it, they couldn't be in the car. Um, Jeff, can I say that determinedly? No. I, it, it's not impossible. So, I, I sure is it possible that I'm just super old and I've lost my? I don't know, man. I I don't think that there's any likelihood to that because again, we've searched everywhere that it's reasonably they could be. So it seems like it's only possible there's some like secret magic location that my kids decided to put the keys in. But I'm really and this is straight shoot, Griffin. You know what I'm terrified of is that location is like a trash can. And now I got to go combing through all the trash cans to right. make sure yeah. that they didn't end up in a trash can before we take the trash out. Like I, That's what I'm worried about. I would love it to is, hear uh, their, it, their reasoning. Oh, well, you know, it was it was, a, it was supposed to be a joke. You were going to throw away your Right, something like that. And, and, like, and, oh. and again, the first time this happened, the first time this happened, we were talking about like a four-year-old. Now, like even my younger son is six. Like I'm, there's no... Oh, LOL, you know kids. Like, there's real problems whenever we get to the bottom of this. By the way, while you guys are listening to Kadri Smile, I did another once-over of the entire house. Still no keys. Still no keys. Uh, Ron is in Owings Mills. He's hopped on with us this morning. Ron, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Oh, Glenn, I'm doing fabulous. How are you? Uh, if I knew where my keys were, I'd be doing better. I know that much. Uh, okay, well, you'll find them. Do you have a dog? Or do you have like a? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Sometimes do- dogs can sense where things are. But anyway, Ryan, I hope you find them. Um, Glenn, I, I just a couple things here because I listened to some of your post game show with, um, which is very good with Rita and um, thanks, buddy. Femi yep. and Josh Charles. I, I enjoyed it. I just don't. This shouldn't have been a close game. Are we in agreement there? No, I mean they, they, they absolutely seem like they should have won that game by three to four scores. Thank you. I agree. I mean, we gave him the ball back with a chance to win the game. I mean, I, I just so the challenge thing, obviously, Glenn, you know, for 15 years, I mean, I, I know it's, it's, it's something, some people think in this town that I think it, it's a spiel. It, it's the truth though. Like the, there's, there's no excuse for it. And I appreciated you calling it out in the post game. I just have a question for you. Two things are the Tucker thing. Glenn, I think he's earned the right to work through it because he's the best ever. But I am—I I agree with the talk that you had on the post game. I am ready to acknowledge he's missed some kicks. Like I'm finally I mean, ready could, to acknowledge that. How, how could we ignore it, Ron? I, and again, I don't—I don't know what the follow-up to that is. As we discussed last night, the answer isn't 
you're getting rid of Justin Tucker. I mean, there's a million reasons why that's a mistake. One being because it's possible that there's just something weird going on and that in four weeks he'll figure it out and you all felt extraordinarily stupid that you just got rid of the greatest kicker of all time. But there are other reasons mm-hmm. too. Like you pay real money to Justin Tucker now. Like that's that's this isn't like other kickers. You gave Justin Tucker actual money, and like that's a factor in every decision that you make. I don't. I, I think the points that Femi made. You're not bringing somebody in right now to push him. No, like you are no, at no, least no. getting through the end of the season on this and and sort of dealing with it. Then, by the way, it's they they couldn't even. I just looked at the numbers. They couldn't even release Justin Tucker in the off season. They actually have a huge mm-hmm. problem there because it's not, uh, 11.6 yeah. And you know, I'm not million. advocating for that. Right. Um, no, but I, you know, do you think about it in the Rams game? If the circumstances, I, I can't get over even before Justin Tucker made that kick. I can't get over the thought process of running the ball on third down. If you weren't going for it on fourth down, I, I just, mm-hmm. I can't do that. And I do think right. that's the type of thing that I wouldn't have done to begin with. But now after seeing what happened, there's no world in which I'm making decisions, assuming that Justin Tucker is definitely going. That's the reality of the circumstances that you're in at the moment. And again, that by in four weeks, we could go right back to being ever so confident in Justin Tucker. But at the moment, mm-hmm. we can't be. Yeah. So like Femi says, like sometimes he walks around or does cartwheels. Like I'm the same way. Like Len, for so many years, I've been able to take a quick, really quick number one, even a number two sometimes, because I know <laughs> Justin's going to make it. But like I can't do that anymore. That's that's how things have changed oh. a little bit. That's how great he's been, Glenn. I like, of course, how great he's been. I've been able to take like a minute, uh, huff and puff, or get a slice of pizza. But one other thing too is like, um, the hell Mary thing. Did was John asked about that or no? The hell Mary. I, at the I, end of the I don't know. There was. I saw you. I saw you post about this on Twitter, and I don't really understand what the like. What What are they supposed to do there? Like what? Well, what do you want I, them to I, do I in that not, spot? I wanted them to punt. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't want the Chargers to get the ball back to have any chance of a pass interference with a second left where they throw into the end zone and we get a, a, a penalty on us. That's the that's right. the worst case scenario. But I'm a worst case scenario guy. Now they got yeah. the ball back and they threw a hail mary, but they didn't get a penalty. I, I just I, I don't. I would not have done that. That's just me. But I'm being cautious. I, 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 I'll disagree with. I, I'm look. It's a bad situation to be in. There's no obvious right. call in that moment. I, I think the better argument would be if you're if you're opposed to them even getting a chance, you still run an offensive play, but you run an actual Hail Mary that will definitely take seven seconds off the clock um, and, and have Lamar run around and heave the ball to the end zone. I kind of okay. like the idea of, hey, let's go for it. Worst case scenario is they get a Hail Mary attempt. I know what you're saying, Ron, and the irony is that right. the Chargers actually were called for a pass interference on, Hail, on a Hail Mary earlier this year. But normally, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the humor of the Derwin James call uh, early in the season, normally they, they swallow their whistles on Hail Marys at the end of halves, and nobody gets called for a pass. I just think it's so unlikely that I get. I know we saw the thing from the Dolphins-Jets game, too. Like I'm, I'm aware that there are things that can go wrong. I just think they're so unlikely mm-hmm. That I was, I was okay with. Then them take up all the time. Play. Then take up all the time, like you said. Then run the play and run and throw an actual Hail Mary and, and the half. I, not get that. That do something. I, 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 I get it, but you know the 
the Ron, the goofy part is the play they called worked, right? Like Lamar just got it there a second too early because he was kind of hearing footsteps because the offensive line was not playing particularly well last night. Um, that was there. The sideline was there. Like if that throw is a second to a second and a half later, that's a first mm-hmm. down and they get the opportunity to kick a field goal at the end of the half. I, I, you and I, I hear you. separate a little bit on that one. I did not have All an right, issue with fine. that. I thought that was a risk worth taking. That's fair. So I want to just get to the last thing, and that's John Harbaugh. Just yep. the last thing. I okay. hope the Ravens win the Super Bowl, and nothing would make me happier than seeing John win a second title and me be, being proven wrong. I'm being honest, Glenn. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'd love to come <laughs> on the, here. I'd love to come on the airwaves, apologize to the Baltimore community for all of my John Harbaugh takes over the years. Nothing would make me happier because I ultimately want to see the team win. Now, if that doesn't happen, Glenn, and they get the number one seed and they, they – they flail out, have a disappointing postseason. Are you of the mindset that John Harbaugh is allowed to finish his career in Baltimore and just for eternal time? Or do you think – where are you on that? I need to know that. I, I, I think that there will be um, reasonable conversation to be had, Ron. But truth be told, okay. no. I don't, I don't think John Harbaugh gets fired. I think that they might – there might be a conversation about, hey, what are we talking about long term? And, you know, what do you want to do? And I, I would say it's a non-zero that at some point John Harbaugh would decide to step away. But I don't I think do he's ever believe... going to get fired. I think I, think, I don't I don't think he's never going to get fired, Glenn. But I think a parting of the weight like, like he's stepping down, like if we flail out in, in this year's playoffs, I don't. I don't. This is just my opinion. If we win the Super Bowl, I'm proven wrong, and that's great. I'll apologize. But if we if we flame out and we're the number one seed, and Lamar is bad, and the coaching there's bad coaching decisions that we have to question all off season, I, I don't. I'm not willing to to roll the thing back again. I, I, that's all I, I'm gonna Ron, say. I get what I get what you're saying, and I appreciate it. But it's good to hear from all you, right, Ron. Right. Thanks for the call, right. pal. Thank you. Um, I know what Ron's saying, and we talked about this KZ over and over again. I I understand all of it, and. I, I just can't keep in that circumstance that Ron's talking about within the number one seed, what they won third, they won at least 13 games at this point, maybe they had to win all. So they had to win 14 games and you're, you're trying to run out that coach. And I get it. Like, I understand that the the points that those people will be making, but that's just not, it doesn't seem reasonable. I, I context does matter. It's a it's a tough thing because I do I I think it's warranted to have the conversation, but it's a very specific conversation that we're having. Like it's a very specific conversation that we're having, and I would almost sort of say let's let's talk about that if it becomes necessary. Um, Griffin, I know we normally do picks recap before Pats, but we only have a few minutes here. Do you want to do Pats first, and then we'll do picks recap after we talk to, or we can maybe even do it as we talk to Jeremy because oh boy. Um, oh, then yeah, we can. Also, then sounds like sounds like a plan to me. Run through Pats. All right, let's do Pats. Pats on the ass. Brought to you this week by the Tyus Bowser Show. A um, little bit of a bye week shuffle for the Tyus Bowser Show, and I'm kind of glad because if we had done a show next Tuesday, then we wouldn't have had a game to talk about. So would have been kind of hey, how's how's life? You know, like I'm kind of glad it worked out that way. So we push back the uh, next Tyus Bowser show to the following Tuesday, December 12th. I think this week we'll be able to announce the location for that one. I will get that to you as soon as possible. 
Um, as always, you can find out more, pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. The Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. You know the drill. Pat's on the ass. He picked five Ravens, most deserving of praise for their performance in the win, this time over the Chargers. Two of them must be offensive players. Two of them must be defensive players. The fifth can be a special teams player a coach or another offensive or defensive player. Take those five Ravens that you've selected, rank them five to one with number one being your man of the match. And tell us who you got at Glenn Clark radio on Twitter. Um, I, I don't know. This one seemed like a fairly easy one for me. There were a couple other guys that I considered, but for the most part, I, I really had coalesced and it was just where they were going to be on the list. Um, my number five is Keaton Mitchell, who, I mean, was dynamic as hell last night. Touched the ball 11 times for 89 yards. That math, that math works. Um, eight yards per touch last night. Yes. Sign me up. And again, the question is, should there have been more of Keaton Like, I... I I just I struggle with this because the combination of Keaton Mitchell and Gus Edwards for me works so well that I don't know that I ever want to just see you commit to one and not the other. And the easy complaint is, well, why do there need to be five carriers for Justice Hill? But Justice Hill ran the ball well, too, last night. I It's a, this is tough. But um, Keaton Mitchell, eight yards per touch. That's phenomenal. Uh, Keaton Mitchell's my number five. Uh, he was my number five as well. Uh, you know, you mentioned it all. He got more touches. He was more efficient than, than Gus and Justice. Uh, and I love seeing him get worked more and more into the offense. Um, so I can't wait to see see what else they continue to do with Keaton Mitchell. And uh, I hope he's on the field more. I, again, I think that Gus should be on the field for, for certain situations. And I hope he stays on the field like that. But uh, it is fun to see Keaton, Keaton Mitchell uh, do, do what he's doing because he, he seems really, really good. All right. Uh, my number four is where we find Jadeveon Clowney. And it was awkward for me on the second defensive player because I thought a lot of guys played well. And it was sort of picking out which play was most significant. And I think there's a couple of arguments that can be made for which play was ultimately the most significant. Um, I think the the, best, the biggest one you could argue was the one on fourth down after the Tucker missed field goal. That ended that drive, but I didn't think Arthur Millette had a great game, so I, I wasn't like comfortable making it Arthur Millette, although I would understand the argument because of the importance of the play. But I go back to the other time where the Chargers appeared to have momentum, um, and that was earlier in the second half when it was 13-3, to and remember, they put together a 19-play drive. And this was the first time where they converted on fourth down and when they had pulled out the the lateral. And then it just seemed like they were selling everything out and momentum was on their side. And that's when Jadeveon Clowney stepped in and on third down delivered a sack fumble that not only you know ended the drive, but obviously prevented them from even getting points when they were in obvious field goal range and had the chance to make it a one score game at that point. So Jadevion Clowney ends up getting the edge for me. He's my number four. 
Um, yeah, I ended up not, I left Clowney, it was really tough for me, but I ended up leaving Clowney off, um, so I went with another, uh, my second offensive player here, uh, Zay Flowers was my number four, um, obviously had the two touchdowns, and, uh, you know, he's stepping up as, he was the most targeted pass catcher, so we're, we're, we're gonna see how this, uh, wide receiving and pass catching, you know, group, uh, it, it, it advances and, and improves with Mark Andrews out, um, wish he would have slid down there, you know, inside the five or something on that last run. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's that's the awkward part, right? Because he's my number three. But it's right. it, dude, it's it's an it was, awkward. It was conversation. worth it. To, it was worth it to see the Ronaldo celebration. I think that kind of uh, that kind of yeah. yeah. Everybody hated the first one. I did not hate one. the first one the way that everybody else. I didn't did. hate it either. But once I saw the Ronaldo one, I was like, oh okay, yeah, this is this yeah, is a touchdown. Yeah, that, that one was very cool. I agree with that. Um, it's awkward to talk about the Zay Flowers thing because the, you, there is no if if somehow the Chargers score and recover the onside kick, like Zay Flowers is number one on our slaps mm-hmm. the helmet list. And as I try to discuss with Femi, I can be a little bit more forgiving of a rookie in the, that spot. And I don't know, like if the Ravens had the bigger issue is did the coaching staff as they took the field out of a timeout there say, Hey guys, remember if you break one, you go down at the two. And if they did that and he didn't go down at the two, then there's a bigger problem here. Like there's a much bigger problem of did Zay flowers not listen to the instructions that were given to him by the coach. Like, and, and without knowing that it's hard for me to talk about it because it was almost egregious enough for me to leave him off the list entirely. But to your point, you can't ignore like the, the totality of the day. And that was the play that did sort of seal the game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an awkward conversation to have. If he was a fourth year guy, it might've been enough for me to leave him off the list because he's a rookie. I'm inclined to give him a pass for this. And hopefully there wasn't any this was not an insubordination thing like the the ravens just didn't mention it like they forgot to address on the sideline hey what happens if you break it here and he hadn't just been reminded i'm i'm sort of giving him like a 3 with an asterisk right like i have to acknowledge it but i do have issues and at some point some of them aren't as obvious as like in a this made it a two score game. It was almost impossible. There are going to be other circumstances like in a tie game, for example, where it it's it it sort of seems like you have to you're tied. You got to go score and you completely forget that, like the you must go down at the two, yeah. because if you give them the ball back, you're now giving them the ball back in a one score game like you got to make sure you get this right. You got to make sure again, blessings because a lot of us bet the Ravens to cover. So, <laughs> thank you. But um so it, makes it, the list, it, yeah. it just can't happen. It can't happen. There's no yeah. getting around it. So it's a 3, but it's a 3 with an asterisk. Yeah, um the story last night for me was the defense, so I have three defensive guys uh, moving forward and you know, it they it starts with this guy. He's been so consistent. Roquan Smith is my number three. Obviously, he was delivering massive hits all night, forcing fumbles. And I know it's kind of beating a dead horse at this point. But, you know, I mean, the entire defense is playing and has been playing with the ferocity that, you know, all stems back to when he got here to Baltimore. Um, and he's the reason that it feels like he's the reason that we could pick literally any defensive player and put them on the list today. Um, so Roquan Smith is uh, is my number okay. three. I mean, because we see like Geno Stone delivering okay. big hits that, that maybe should have been a flag, uh, but Patrick yeah. Queen yeah. big hits. Um, and you know, it's just it's a scary Ravens defense, and it's because of that guy in the middle. Okay, all right. I mean, I 
I got no bit. I got no beef with it. Uh, my number two is Kyle Hamilton. Man, what a what a freaking stud that guy is. It's just it's bonkers, man. I don't even know how to talk about it. Kyle Hamilton is nuts, dude. And um, it, it's it's so difficult because you know not everything he does is statistically driven. Um, but you just saw in the first half yesterday. You're like, what? This this guy is an alien, man. Like he is not, and it's it's not the same as Aaron Donald's an alien. It's not the same as you know three hundred pound dudes that are. It's just it, it it's crazy to me how many different things this guy is capable of. I don't know that he will be appreciated around the league maybe the way that he should because it's not statistically like it's easy for us to see what Deron Bland is doing and say well that guy's having a magical season. I don't think it's quite as easy for everybody to see what Kyle Hamilton is doing, but holy hell man, Kyle Hamilton is crazy. He's my number 2. He's my number 2 as well. I mean we're seeing him get, you know, turn into the leader and just I mean he's only his well, yeah, it's his second year and he already is one of the he's one of, he's the best player on the defense really. I mean, wherever uh you know, he, as you said, he does literally uh, everything. Yeah, I'm not I'm not ready to go there. On this I defense, still, I think you I know, when you don't say, have a Miles Garrett, I would Garrett, still say Well, I know, but I would still say Roquan's the best player on the defense, yeah. but I get it. I, I think, think there's it's I think for Mike McDonald, wherever Mike McDonald is next year, I think he should be looking at how he can get co- poach Kyle Hamilton from the Ravens. He's got to yeah, figure I, out I, what he can do to keep Kyle Hamilton on his side. Um but yeah, Kyle Hamilton is my number 2. Uh I assume that means we probably have the same number 1. I think so. Um uh, uh look, Mike McDonald is my number 1 and I I I don't know how else to say it. The disguising is next level. The subterfuge it's unbelievable when you're when arthur millette is making you know the 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 game clinching play and you never know where it's going to come from it might be broderick washington on one play it might who again wasn't even active a week ago it might be travis jones on one play it's always justin matabike who's also on that short list of best defensive players on the team um it's it's just crazy to me and and how he uses Kyle Hamilton that to me was was a clinic from Mike McDonald and uh probably a a, a worst case scenario because it was on a primetime game and Sunday night football and the entire league got to see it and so might not be around that much longer yeah. but uh yeah Mike McDonald is my number 1 with a bullet uh absolutely uh i mean he he gets to pick where he wants to be coaching next year at this point uh it may well be in that I, exact stadium um i'm not sure if the chargers will want to go with another defensive coach yeah i don't think they go with defensive coach again but yeah i mean it's he he's he is uh, everything he's doing the rest of the, the rest of the way it seems like just kind of icing on top of uh of what he's done this last season and now this season so Mike McDonald of course it's, number 1 it's remarkable. All right, continue to get me yours. We will get them posted up a little bit later on at glennclarkradio.com. Pat's on the ass. When we come back in, our buddy Jeremy Kahn will join us. See if he's ever had a situation like what I'm going through today. That's next. It is a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. 
Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Hey Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. 
If you have not picked up the new print issue of Pressbox yet, you only have a couple more weeks to do it before it'll make way for our annual best of issue. So make sure you get to your neighborhood Royal Farms today or any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. It is the Todd Karpovich story about the survivors, the position players from the Dan Duquette regime that uh, were held over into the current regime. You go get it right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. All right. It is a Monday, and every Monday here on GCR, we welcome in our friend, host of the Big Bag Morning Show on 105.7 The Fan, ConcreteLocks.com, C-O-N-N-C-R-E-T-E, ConcreteLocks.com. He's our buddy Jeremy Kahn, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Hey, pal. How you doing today? Oh, man. It's, uh, I've seen better days. I've heard you're having one of those crazy ones because I can tell you oh. sound a little different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Am I ever having a weird day today? So you're the perfect person to talk about these things with. Have you ever had a circumstance? So this is the second time in my life where I have had this issue where my children have moved my keys and it is altered. The first time I was still able to get to work because I just took the light rail to the old office. Today, it actually kept me from being able to get to work. Have you ever had or I guess maybe what's the weirdest reason that you've ever had for why you weren't able to get to work at some point? Oh man. I, I mean, I guess there's a few that you could point to. Like right now I have one, I had one recently cause my son and I are kind of sharing a car right now. He totaled mm-hmm. uh, the car that he had and I'm not buying a new one until next year. I mean, I've got some things coming up, some big news on January 1st and all this stuff going on. Yeah. But, and, and then I'll buy a car next year, but right now we're going to manage it through the end of the year and we'll share a car. So, like, he works overnight to the radio station. He comes home, and, like, immediately when I walk in the door, I put my keys on the island. And he does this thing where it's like, oh, I'm just going to go upstairs and go to sleep. And when he goes to sleep, you can't even wake him up if you lit his bed on fire. Like, he's just one mm-hmm. of these, such a deep sleeper. So, in the morning when I'm trying to rush out the door and I can't find my keys, I'm like, where the hell are my keys? Then I got to go bang on his door like, Peyton, do you have my keys? Huh? And he's, like, out of it. No idea what's going on. So, that happens to me routinely, and I lose my mind. But I've had those situations where kids are playing with something and they ultimately lose it. I mean, the phone is the easiest thing. You call it. You hope it's not dead. But like with keys, unless you have one of those finders on it, you're going to be searching. Yeah. Did you find them yet? Yep. I, uh, I'm uh, no is the answer, by the way. No, okay. Haven't. Right. And um, I did at one point get a tile for my keys. And because this happened once before. And then this is the old man in me, Jeremy. Like this is the in the areas that I am the most old manish. I did not realize when I purchased the tile that it was like a subscription service that you had to. I just thought you had it, and now it was yours in perpetuity. Yeah, it was only for one year. You have to re-up the subscription every year. Which again, I get it. You have to re-up your subscription to Netflix and Hulu and all these sort of things. But I didn't know that. I just thought I was purchasing a product from you, and now it belonged to me. So when I found that out, I was so angry, and I had felt so misled by the tile people that I said, a pox on you. I won't do it. To hell with that. I'm fine. I'll never need this. And so now here I am like a giant horse's ass because the old man in me was so bothered by the fact that I felt (laughs) misled by the tile corporation. Oh man. See, and that sucks yeah. though that to, to have to re up. I mean, I, I feel like we've been okie doke by a few companies on that where it's like, Oh yeah, I need this. And then you buy it. And it's like, what do you mean? There's an attachment to it. Um, right. And then I got to right. re up every year, like the McAfee, uh, 
antivirus software that you have to re-up yeah, all the time. Just give me the viruses, man. I don't, I don't, yeah. Pat McAfee doesn't need any more of my money. He's already getting like <laughs> $80 billion from ESPN. Why does he need my money? Son of a Sons bitch. Of I'll just yeah. I'll fight the virus myself. So that's the first issue that I'm dealing with here. The second layer of it would be, in what ways as a man do you feel most inadequate? Because Griffin and I had this conversation earlier. When the show ends, I'm going to go searching for my keys again. But I've been searching mm-hmm. for my keys all morning. I I don't know what I do. Like, I don't – I'm not an adult here. I'm not sure what happens if at 4 o'clock today I still haven't found my keys. Like, I have no idea what the next step in this process might be. Well, you, my friend, are talking to the right guy because I also do not know what you're supposed to do. Um, <laughs> and I – I am a grown child, and my wife handles everything. Like, I was watching, God, what stand-up? I think it was Nate Bargatze. Is it Bargatze? Nate, Nate Bargatze, you... absolutely. The, the water heater. Like, yes. Now he does the whole uh, bit tough, about, tough like, for water his, heaters. Yeah, his wife does, like, everything. And, like, uh, it's the same thing in my life. My wife pays. I have stuff that comes out of my bank account, but my wife pays our bills. So I live a really unique lifestyle as a grown child. Um, and... Like, weird things happen all the time with that. My wife fixes stuff around our house. Like, we had people over last night for um, her family came over because her sister was going back to Colorado, and they were flying out to the airport. We live next to the airport, so we had people over. And I'm like, oh, man, the pellet stove. It'd probably be good to turn it on. So my wife's over there cleaning out the pellet stove and putting the pellets in. And that should be something that I know, but I don't even think to look at it because I'm never turning the thing on unless people are over. And if people are over, my wife's probably already handled it. I, I, that, that, by the way, this, the bigger problem in our household is that neither one, we're both grown children. Oh, no. Like we, th- we don't have a responsible adult in that. I, I, I'm supposed to be the responsible adult in our house, which is such responsible a Responsible adults problem. don't put other people that aren't responsible adults in charge. A hundred percent. So you don't have so one in your home. It's also, um, it's like the old man in a Christmas story, right? Like at the height of his glory, that's when tragedy strikes. I was so proud of myself this weekend because I did, I made a turkey for a Friendsgiving event, Jeremy, that was mm-hmm. maybe the most perfect turkey that I've ever – not only have I ever made, it's one of the most perfect turkeys I've ever tasted. I was so oh, wow. proud of myself. I was like, look, I am a man. I can now, do Was this things. a bake or a fry or something No, else. this was just a in-the-oven turkey, but I okay. seasoned it perfectly. I I gave it I came up with a great rub for it. I um I used uh, uh the Creole butter. Per, like I nailed it. I'm, I'm coming up with a great rub right person. now thinking about this turkey. Yeah, so. yeah, right. I'll give you I'll give you some rub. Um and then I followed <laughs> it. I, I I like I I did I had food accomplishments this weekend. And I was like, "Look, man, I am I am a ma- I can do things that adults can do." And then I turn around and I can't come to work on Monday because I don't know where my keys are. And I'm like, "Right." Right. Just a reminder <laughs> of who you are as a person. Never don't get happy because you are not that guy, chief. Yeah. And look, I, I get that totally. But the, the same thing you're talking about, like little things around my house that my wife does. And she is. She, she's a fix it. Like she fixed our washer. She fixed the dishwasher. She fi- uh, like uh, something happened to the stove and she did almost all of it and fixed it. And it still wasn't working. So we had to call a professional in because we realized it was out of her capabilities. We knew right off the bat when something was wrong, it was out of my capabilities of fixing it outside of making what, a phone call. I, I, what, uh, what are your wife's plans later today? Because I could use an adult. <laughs> what, what, I can uh, see if she can come by and find those keys. Do you have a metal I detector? Would, I mean, is there any way to take that thing around? Or 
Oh, no, I don't think I have a metal detector anywhere. I am I, like I'm laughing about it right now because the show is distracting me. But at 1230, it's going to become not just a crippling issue in my life as if I don't have a thousand other things that I'm supposed to be dealing with today. All right. Uh, Jeremy Khan with us here on GCR. Normally, Jeremy, uh, we have done picks recap uh, by the time that uh, you come on. But I, I was just thinking, would you want to go over picks recap with us this week? Would you I be do, interested in that? No, I never want to no? go over that this week. No, because no, I had you... like an awful week. Okay, so I want to confirm because it was asked of me by someone in our lives this weekend if there was any chance that at this point in our contest you were purposefully throwing the contest. And you no, had just no. accepted let, let me be you... honest. So I, I mean, I'll, like I try to be as open and honest about gambling. I'm having one of the worst NFL years that I've ever had, um, and 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 I talk about it. I'm a contrarian, so I don't bet with the public. And like yep. yesterday, it's another freaking NFL weekend where the public plays went twelve and three against the spread. They're murdering the board. Like the Ravens yep. backdoor touchdown last night. It's insane. Like all these games where I'm watching, I've found every single way to lose games. And it's become infuriating. I had, like, one of the worst Sundays ever. Um, the only thing I got right in my picks on Sunday, I had Jacksonville. God, I had the over in the Atlanta game. You could see how close that was. Five field goals by the other team. I had the Patriots. And I don't care what anybody says. DeVito didn't do anything in the game to win that game. The Patriots gave the damn thing away. I saw a statistic today that said if Mac Jones would have spiked the ball 21 times instead of actually throwing it, that he would have had a higher uh, quarterback rating than what he had in that game. Uh, like it feels like teams are in, purposely trying to lose games, and I'm the idiot that keeps betting on bad teams. Um, I, I, I just it was brought up. Somebody said maybe Jeremy's making his picks because he knows he's got to make up ground, so he's just got to bet against everybody else. And Griffin and I no, talked about. I think about, that I know works itself out in the end because I'm usually going to be against you, a lot of the guys anyway. So right because you because um, you bet against the public. I get it. Yeah, I yeah. So and I'm, I'm not saying that like I like it's not a the right word to use i'm not saying well i know more this is it's ultimately going to work out like i felt like it would but these past two weeks have just been brutal in the nfl like i like watching the games yesterday and you just see bad team after bad team find a way to lose like the jets not covering nine and a half at home they threw a hail mary pick six i had people saying, <laughs> oh my god i can't believe you bet on the jets i'm like well there's a reason there's a point spread guys there's a reason why like the the bears when they hadn't won a game all year beat washington and the giants when they think they beat washington yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I just need to bet against Washington. That's it. Yeah, just keep betting against Washington permanently, and you'll be. Well, we didn't, and we didn't include that. Obviously, the Thanksgiving games in oh, our picks God. this week. I'm yeah. glad you didn't. I was it, even worse on Thanksgiving. So. Oh Jesus! Yeah, the oh, public no. was five and one on Thanksgiving with the side. Everybody bet all the overs. They bet the Cowboys. They bet the 49ers, and they bet the Lions. And the Lions was the only loss by the public on Thursday. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is It's been an ugly, wild, ugly week. Man. Like I'm just miserable. So and now how I get the, to eat haggis and dance and sing. So Yeah, right. I look for I get, we've got that to look forward to. Like we've so how, got a lot how, to look forward to. You haven't done the to. add up yet to see how far I am back, or do you know that you're just busting yeah, my ball? Jeremy, like, I yeah, I, I do know that. You are uh, you're twenty two games back. How many weeks I I'm gonna make this up. Watch. Ah, all right. I love that. Uh, well, hang on. We, for are we doing bowl in. games too? Do we go into March Madness? How long does this go? <laughs> this goes through when the does it Super end? Bowl. So yes, we will do. Um, we'll do this week. We'll do another full slate. We'll do three championship games. 
then until the end of the regular season, we'll either do all NFL games or a combination of like Army Navy week. We'll do Army Navy and then we'll do eight NFL games. There will be nine NF nine games to pick for as many weeks as there are nine games to pick. But once we get to the point of the playoffs where there's no longer enough combination bowl games, championship games, or playoff games, we just pick the rest of the playoff games. And I mean, like, I would, I would, I don't, Jeremy, I I can't say mathematically you're eliminated, but. Yeah. I mean, there could be one, one of these weeks where I get like, again, being contrary, it's quicker to catch up that way by being against it, but it's also easier to fall back if things keep going the public's way. But, uh, but yeah, like it's, it's one of those weekends too, where I I start looking at things and I don't want to change how I do it because it's the only way I'm going to get back in it. You know, like it's, it's been, it's been really strange, but that's still a lot of games. I just don't like the way this season's going. I'm not feeling confident. And, and look, I try to be as open and honest. This, this is one of the worst football seasons I've had in the past 15 years. And, and it, it hasn't been all bad, but like, the, like my favorite plays of the week, not hitting. Uh, this week I had the Bills. I gave it out at plus three and a half in the middle of the week. It goes to three at game time. So I don't even know if the people wanted or pushed or whatever, but I end up losing that game that I led almost the entire time. So yeah, it's, just, it's been a, been an awful NFL season. Uh, that's rough. That is rough. All right. What do you make of just just broadly the way that we're talking yeah. about the Ravens? Like they won and they're nine and three and they've had to do a lot of traveling and they've been through a lot injury wise. And yet they're nine and three. And yet here we are after every game still losing our minds about decisions to, to not challenge the one that they did chat. Like I, thinking that everything how, how do we talk responsibly about what the Ravens are versus what they aren't. Well, I mean, first off, the big one of the big problems I have, and I say this all the time, like when you win on the road, I try not to criticize you as much. It's very tough, difficult to win on the road in this league. That being said, they had 10 days to get ready for this game. The offense to me looked horrendous. I know the, the Chargers defense got a little healthy, but they lost Joey Bosa. I, like this, in, in, from, from the standpoint of just looking at it on paper, this should have been a game that they just walked in and won. And some people may say, well, that's exactly what they did, okay, but, like, should they have dominated this game? And with all the turnovers and everything that they got, yeah, they should have absolutely dominated the game. I, I'm wondering, and, and I don't mean this to come across the wrong way because I like John Harbaugh, but, like, there's, like, everything is fine when they're winning. Like, oh, my God, it's the best team. I'm so proud of the guys. And when they're losing, oh, we just got to go back and look at it. We got to go back and look at it. We don't ever get answers from it. And, like, we need an answer to why the hell did you not challenge these plays and why did you pick yep. to challenge that one? How is there not some level of, I don't know, an expert upstairs? It doesn't have to be an expert. It has to be somebody with two eyes that works somewhat to say, yes, that's worth challenging, and that's not. And I don't know how they don't get those messages. And it was alarming because Mike Tomlin said the same thing on the sideline. He's like, I didn't have a good angle to see the play to challenge it. And everybody's like, why do you have to have the angle? Isn't there someone upstairs that's watching the TV to see it up close and personal and say, hey, yep, challenge this or don't? It just seems really weird to me. I, I look, I have talked about this before. There's a lot going on in a short amount of time, but that's why the communication has to be like the thing that you do the absolute best. Right. And look, I've got other problems with this. This goes back to the issue that I have. Jeremy, I scream about this all the time. I think it's shameful that in football, in the NFL level, the coaches have to officiate the games instead of the officials. And I, we're yeah. not. I, it's a weird thing because I do think John Harbaugh should be criticized. But at the same time, it's insanity that this has to be handled by the coaches instead of the officials 
being the ones to get the plays right, which isn't just that they missed it on the field. It's that how do we still in 2023 not have a system by which all of us are watching at home, all of us can see what happened, and there's no apparatus for anyone involved in the game to say, well, hold up, hold up, we might have gotten that one wrong, let's get it fixed. And I get that we're going to scream about John Harbaugh, and we should scream about John. Like, it's nuts. It's insanity based on what you're asked to do. But we have to have both conversations. And the NFL, at some point, has to be willing to say, hey, why is it that at the college level they can get this right? And the, the coaches who have 60 other things they have to worry about during the course of the game, they don't have to be the ones to officiate the game. We understand that our officials should officiate the game. It's that s that we've been yeah. doing this for decades and we continue to do this it's been that it's been officiating it's bad quarterback play it's, it's really bad quarterback play because like again I, i'm gonna hard, it's gonna be sour grapes for me talking about the patriots because i had them i loved them this weekend <laughs> i thought they were just gonna run rough shot over the giants who needed five turnovers to barely beat washington last week with devito getting sacked nine times by the way he was sacked so many times in this game a couple of them, they didn't count because he said he took off running. There were two where he was tackled and he actually got positive yards. So I know it doesn't count as a sack. That kid can't play football. He's awful. And they got <laughs> 10 points off of four turnovers and that one in the damn game. It's just, it was so ridiculous watching that. And I watched a game from Bill Belichick, who I consider to be one of the best coaches in the league and in the history of the league, like try to run a, uh, go out there and call a play on fourth down to get them to jump off sides. They don't. And this idiot calls a timeout instead of taking a five-yard penalty and punting the ball to him. Why are you wasting a timeout in the first half? I, like, I don't think teams are trying to win. I think teams are trying to lose. It just doesn't make sense what we're seeing right now. All right. Um, you're right. And, and by the way, that's why it also goes back to, and I saw somebody tweet about this last night, like the insanity of, hey, you guys remember that Lamar Jackson was at least kind of available this offseason. Yeah. And y'all were like, yeah, eh, all, we'll all go with Matt. To look at that. Yeah, Ugh. Mac Jones, Aiden O'Connell, Tommy DeVito. Those were your answers instead. It's it's really bonkers. Can I offer you one thing that might be the most bonkers story of the week and nobody's talking about it? Yes. You, of course, know that Talia Tungavailoa this weekend became the Big Ten's all-time leader in passing yards. You're yes, I did, because I was on right? Rutgers on Saturday, so I found that out yeah. abruptly. <laughs> well, what if I told you that he's maybe not actually the Big Ten's all-time leader in passing yards. Really? Dude. What no happened? one is talking about this, but it is maybe the most insane story that I have ever heard in my entire life. Apparently, according to the sports information director at Purdue, apparently, the Big Ten in two different places lists two different career passing yards totals for Drew Brees, because one of them includes his bowl game tally, and the other one doesn't, because apparently at one point in either Big Ten or college football history, they did not include bowl games in someone's career yards total. It didn't count for your season or career statistics. Well, they changed that at some point. And so Talia Tungavailoa's career total includes his bowl games. And if that's the case, presumably, you would have to include the bowl games that everybody else played in. And yet, (laughs) they apparently haven't updated it. 
So they had all of this pomp and circumstance over the weekend to celebrate the fact that Talia Tungavailoa is now the Big Times all time Big Ten's all time leading passer. When the truth is, he's not. What are we it's even the, doing, we, dude? Uh, it's this is one of the. It's it's absolutely ridiculous that 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 ball gets dropped and that they're talking about that and bringing that up as if it's factual. It's kind of like like you look at some of the big uh, screw ups. I, I'm, I'm sure you saw it too. You, you've seen the you know the Miami game on Friday, and then the company that said if there was a 99 yard or longer touchdown, that they would oh, give away right. a million dollars in free TVs for Black Friday. And then we have the Hail Mary pick six for 99 yards. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh that happened. Like, can you imagine that? that? Dude, I can't yeah. get over this. Like, I can't get over this. To, nobody is talking about this thing. But um, the, he would basically, he's still 536 yards behind. Like, it's not just that he's not the all-time leader. He doesn't really even have a chance to make it up in the bowl game. Like, yeah. there's almost no chance he'll be able to become the Big Ten's all-time leader. And there's essentially just no response. Like, it's just... <laughs> we said so he was the leader. So, dude, it is... What a bizarro world we're living in, man. Like, so what, what do we do? Do we do the good try, good effort kid from the Miami Heat game? Is that what we're doing <laughs> good now? Try. Like, hey, good try, good effort, good effort. Or do we dude. just watch... Maryland go balls to the wall, like full on running, yeah, shoot, like, throwing the like they're the every down. Well, it was funny because after the game, I just sort of assumed that he wouldn't play in their bowl game, and so when he announced that he was gonna play in the bowl game, and I let me be clear, Talia Tungavaloa, that family, they're a little bit different. Like that commitment is a big thing to them, and maybe even if there was no discrepancy, he would still choose to play in the bowl game. But the fact that he is playing when nothing is guaranteed to him as far as the NFL draft is concerned, right? Like that dude has a lot of work to do in order to have an opportunity in the NFL. The fact that he's committed to playing in the bowl game, when I saw this story, I was like, oh, maybe they know. Like maybe they realize that in the next couple of weeks, someone's going to ask a question and they're going to have work to do, which would be hilarious. Like, and I wouldn't put it past Mike Loxley at all to say, you know, th- th- we owe it to this kid. This is the only quarterback that's ever been willing to play here. Like, we're going to throw the ball a billion times in a bowl game because it's also a bowl game. Who the F cares, right? Like, yeah, I mean, well, is, what are we going to be in the um, the Polander Weed Eater Bowl? Or yeah, the correct. The Alamo Astro Bowl? bowl? No doubt, yeah. man. Uh, they wish they were in the Alamo Bowl. The Alamo Bowl is half a real game. Yeah, um, yeah man. What a, what a bizarro world story. All right, everything else good with you, dude? Yeah, I mean things are things are good, you know. Like it's a busy time of year. I just like I, I keep going back to the NFL and watching it. Like I'm excited that we got all these other things to bet on, like college football and basketball. Like college hoops is here now, and it's been really those things have been really kind to me. But it's not even about just the winning and losing. It's just about how the games have gone. Like you're watching it, and it's like I'm not one. I look at things that are too easy, and I'm going the opposite way because something stinks. Right now, everything's too easy because it's too easy. Like. Everybody that's yep. picking, oh, that team's going to win. All the favorites are winning. It's, I mean, it's just been, it's been a really weird uh, time of year. Yesterday, I think uh, all the uh, thirteen and two overall in the NFL against the spread, uh, the public was so crazy. Yeah, it doesn't seem right. That doesn't, it, but it is also part of it. I think and we've sat here every time we've done picks and been like, this feels like a trap. Like this yep. feels wrong. 
and yet here we are. All right, uh, what's yeah. coming up on the Big Bad Morning Show this week? Yeah, so look, leaning into the Ravens' bye week, I mean, be a lot of talk, and then now you're seeing all this stuff, a bunch of signings in Major League Baseball, so I'm sure we're getting some Orioles talk, and then little college hoops uh, pretty soon. I know, um, uh, you know, Coach, uh, uh, you know, when we look at Maryland basketball, uh, we're going to get Coach on, and we'll have uh, Kevin on and and talk a lot with him about what's going on with the team, so it should be a good week. Uh, Would you have done uh, two years, $24 for Kenta Maeda? No. Okay. I'm not a big fan of his. Missed too many bats. He had to stay healthy. I, uh, I didn't I'm, like any of the I'm, signings really just yet. Yeah, I, I'm largely with you, and yet at the exact same time, and it's the same thing I said about Kyle Gibson. Like, I was completely okay with the Orioles moving on from Kyle Gibson. I just worry that ultimately the answer that they have won't actually be better than Kyle Gibson. Like, that's yeah. my eternal kind of concern with the Orioles, that we say, yep, we can we can always justify the moves they don't make. And then we find it difficult to justify the moves that they do. Like, that's always what I worry about in those circumstances. But we will No, see. I get it totally, man. And, like, Kent Tomato, he may have fit here with the Orioles' defense in this ballpark and been okay, yeah. you know, like, been good. So there's a, there's a lot of pitchers that you might have to look at and kind of grade them on a curve coming to a better ballpark. Kind of like I, I thought Kyle Gibson's makeup fit here in Baltimore, even though he's at the back end of his career. At Jaycon Sports on Twitter is how you follow him. And, of course, uh, Big Bag Morning Show and 105.7 The Fan and Concrete Locks with two N's, ConcreteLocks.com. And guess who I'm taking uh, tonight? Am I taking the Bears plus the points or the I'm Vikings? guessing you're taking the Bears plus the points. Let's go get weird and just get silly with it. That's it. We'll see, I'm on the Bears. We'll see uh, hey, I'm going to be announcing some uh, details for our uh, charity drive that I'll be hitting you up about. And we got to pick a date awesome. for an annual drinking show this year. So, We'll uh, we'll figure that out and make that happen. Uh, always, oh, always love you, buddy. Appreciate you. We'll talk soon. All right. All right, man. I'll see you. That's Jeremy Khan with us here on GCR. Yeah, I um I need to finalize. I I wanted to do it over the weekend. Um, I just didn't get the opportunity to. I was hoping that I was going to do it today. Although now apparently I'm going to lose my entire day searching for keys. Fun. That's exactly how I wanted to spend my day. But um, we are, it's it's going to be simple, $25 to get in for, um, did I say 25 Did I do that math right? Yeah, 25 right? Yeah, 25 $25 to get in for your spot in the raffle. And I know, and I've shown you the helmet that's going to be the uh, the top prize. And I think I know what the next prize is. Oh, Griffin's looking for it. It's in the studio there somewhere. Um, I think I know what the next prizes are going to be, but I have to confirm them today, so I will make sure that I do that. And then tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. There you go. That's the helmet. It's got a bunch of uh, autographs on it already. Pat Ricard's on there, and uh, Tyus Bowser's on there, and Justin Matabike. Huh? Is that Justin Matabike? Yeah, Justin Matabike is on there. And there will be more to come for sure. I thought, did we see that Brandon Stevens was on there? And I was confused because I was like, I don't think we've had Brandon Stevens out for a show. Is that who that is? Griffin's going to look at it and try to get that answer. I feel like there's also one that's even more random than that. I feel like like might, there might be still like a Dale and Hayes autograph on there from somewhere. <laughs> like when the helmet was given to me, that Dale and Hayes autograph was on. And I was, Looks like, a, is that a I Bank was like, Cleveland 66? What's that? 90, 99. Is that a, oh, no. Oh, OA? It was OA on there? No, it's that might be the case. Unless it's seventy nine. I, I, you know what? Well, we will figure it out. 
All right, we should. We should look into that. We should try to get those answers. I'm putting you on that assignment today. I want to know who all signed that helmet so far, because I think we're going to be able to get a few more on it um, before we end up giving it to the winner. But uh, I need you to get in for that. Uh, Giving Tuesday is tomorrow, so I need you to get your um, raffle tickets. That's a big, big priority for me, and that goes to raise $2,500 every year for uh, the Helping Up mission as we help them get uh, toiletries and underwear. And Brian Powell just texted me, yes, we will, uh, on Sunday when the bowl games are announced, we will have our bowl pick'em contest go live with the goal there being to raise another $350. That would get us to 3000 even between the three different things. So I want you to do both, truth be told. I want you to both get in for the raffle and I want you to get in for the bowl pick them. But the raffle is what we're going to try to knock out this week. And then on Sunday, we'll knock out the bowl pick them. All right. So that's the thing. I want you to be thinking about that as we help us help helping up. You know, let's just go ahead and go over picks. We can do this fairly quickly uh, because we already handled. The problem is Jeremy and it's essentially locked up. Like there's almost no chance that Jeremy, I, I know we've said that a few times, but how about if I told you that everyone in our league went at least 500 this week, except for one person who went one in seven? Ugh. That's where we're at. Yeah. That's where we're at with Jeremy Kahn. All right. Uh, quickly, Picks Recap is brought to you this week by Superbook. That's who provided us all of the lines for picks. And as Jeremy mentioned, three points tonight. That's the number. The Bears, three-point dogs. I Still like the Vikings. I know that Jeremy would say you're not supposed to bet with the public, but it's been working really well, and um, I'm not going to go away from it. So I like the Vikings tonight. You sign up with Superbook. Use the code GlennClark23. When you do, you'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match. Win or lose. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Um, Maryland covered comfortably against Rutgers. Only Jeremy and <laughs> Griffin. Yeah, well. on Rutgers in that one. Good for them. And yes, dude, this thing with Talia Tungavailoa. I'm I'm writing about Leah today because I wanted to write about some of the stuff we talked about last week, where I had people trying to tell me that Talia was the greatest quarterback in Maryland history, and it's so hyperbolic and not true that I feel like it ends up missing the story that is worthy of being told about Talia Tungavailoa. So I wrote something lengthy um, over the weekend since it was going to be too late last night for me to write about the Ravens after the game. Um, I wrote about Leah. That'll be up today at PressBoxOnline.com. But in writing about it, I discovered this bizarro describe. I mean, this is insane. Bat-ass. And it feels like the Big Ten's ultimate answer is just shrug emoji. Like, well, we said he had the most, so that's it. But if Talia Tungavailoa's bowl games count, then Drew Brees' bowl games have to... Like, you don't just get to retroactively say, like... Well, bowl games only count. It's bizarre, man. It's really bizarre. But uh, I guess the Big Ten is going to say that Talia Tungavailoa is the all-time leading passer. So uh, good for him. It's it's weird, dude. It's very weird. Uh, Oregon comfortably handled Oregon State. That one was never – of all of the rivalry games this weekend that were, like, strangely close, obviously the Auburn-Alabama thing was wild. Like, wild. Even Washington, Washington State, all of those games were really close. Oregon, Oregon State was not. And Oregon, there's a reason why they are big favorites over Washington in the rematch in the Pac-12 title game. Wait, what's that line Um, at right now? What's that? What's that line at right now? 
I think I saw it was at like nine or oh something like gosh. that. Like wow. Yeah, big favorites. So myself, Griffin, Kyle, KZ, John and Little Rock, and Nick Kelly all got the point for Oregon. Um, Ohio State, Michigan, again, a lot of controversy on the touchdown. Was it a touchdown? Was it an interception? Ends up making a big difference. Ohio State did get the ball back with a chance still. Two things. First of all, Ryan Day, very stupid. Very stupid. If you just give up a first down on Michigan's final drive, then you get the cover and the alumni aren't mad at you. Instead, you lost and the alums are pissed off at you. I don't think yeah. that Ohio State will fire Ryan Day, but if he had covered they might have it might have increased his odds. I I think oh, I'm sticking around getting fired. I'm sticking around. Oh yeah, I I think that the the, the alums might not have been as uh, furious at him. Uh, but they did get the ball back, down by six with chance, and of course uh, the interception changed that as Comacord just heaved one up off his back foot. And that was that. So uh, Paul Valley, Kyle Ottenheimer, of course, that was the difference for Kyle and having the best week of the year or the best uh, not best week of the year. The best of everybody this week was uh, he was on Michigan, as were Andrew Stecka and Jeremy Kahn. Uh, the Black Friday game, obviously, Jeremy brought it up. The hilarity of the fail Mary stands out significantly, but mostly it just stands out that the Jets don't have a quarterback. And whenever everybody's like clamoring for a quarterback change. I know that the thought process, well, it can't get worse. It can always get worse. They're going to go with Tim Boyle again next week. While Aaron Rodgers is still feigning like he's going to come back. It is a bizarro world. Uh, John and Little Rock, KZ, Nick Kelly, and Jeremy Kahn were all on the Jets in that one. Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. That was a game that was not compelling because it wasn't good football, but it was close and it was tight. And you just kept wondering if maybe Jake Browning had like one more drive in him. He didn't. Pittsburgh wins 16 to 10. So they stay alive in the AFC playoff race. Only John Proctor and Jeremy Kahn were on Cincinnati. Jacksonville Houston was awesome. Oh, what a game that was. Some terrible officiating involved in that game. Like some truly dreadful officiating. Quite a theme throughout the, uh, throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you're not wrong about that. Uh, ultimately, Jacksonville does hang on there, and they win and cover the one and a half. Only John Proctor, KZ, and Nick Kelly were on Jacksonville. Cleveland, Denver, I didn't watch any because I was enthralled by the Buffalo-Philadelphia thing, so I didn't watch any of this game. I couldn't tell you anything about it other than that Denver ended up winning comfortably. I know Thompson Robinson yes, got DTR hurt got again, hurt. right? And so everyone is thinks that may be paving the way for a Joe Flacco might, might, be, might be the starts. Joe Flacco show. Might be. We'll see. Uh, Cleveland backers were Jeremy, Andrew, Ryan Shell, and John in Little Rock. Uh, everything ended up being a push. Buffalo and Philly, great game. But, like, you could just sense uh, uh, Josh Allen, like, knew. When they didn't score a touchdown in overtime, he just knew. Like, well, there it goes. Speaking of which, by the way, my kids watched Good Burger 2 over the weekend and oh. uh, and loved it. So, in fact, they loved it so much they demanded I show them Good Burger 1, which, like, they weren't – because they didn't know who Shaq was. That was actually quite disheartening. Who's they Shaq? watched Good Burger 1. They're like, "What? why do they care? <laughs> like, it's Shaquille O'Neal. But uh, a push for everybody on Buffalo Philly is the Eagles win by three in overtime. And, yeah, Jeremy Kahn was the only one on the Chargers and looked like he was going to steal a lone wolf pick. God bless you, Zay Flowers. Best, worst decision ever. So, for the week, 
Kyle Ottenheimer with the high water mark, seven and one for the week. Myself, Paul Valley, as well as Ken Zalis and also Nick Kelly, all six and two. Andrew Stecka, five and three. Same for John Proctor and for our own Griffin Bass. And normally you'd feel really good yeah, about going five and three, but Gosh. it was a good week for everybody. Uh, four and four weeks for Ryan Shell and for John and Little Rock. And of course, at the bottom of the table, Jeremy Kahn, one and seven on the week. <laughs> so now for the year, new leader at the top of the table. Your boy, Glenn Clark. So might not have keys. But he can pick a football game. Now. Uh, I sit at the top of the table, 64 and 48 on the year, but I'm only one game in front of a group. John and Little Rock, KZ, and Nick Kelly all one game back. Andrew Stecka is two games back. John Proctor and Kyle Ottenheimer, three games back. So a good bunch of us. There's seven of us all within three games at the top of the table. And then there's everybody else right now. The race for the Scott Stapp position. It's a tie between Ryan Shell and our pal Griffin Bass. So you did make up a game on him. You got that going for you, which is nice. To move into a tie, Paul Valley one game clear of that duo in the fight for Scott Stapp position. And then there's Jeremy Kahn, who should be signing up for his Irish dance lesson immediately because he is definitely going to be the loser for the season. And as I've been brought up before, um, from a percentage, it's not even about the fact that he got into the contest late. He would be losing no matter what, as he has gotten just 44% of his games right, and everybody else is at least 500 for the year. So that's where we're at, uh, picks-wise, after week 12. We come back in, we'll get a tidbit and two-bit to wrap it up, and then hopefully I'll find my keys. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership of Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? AJ Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox fantasy football analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your waiver wire Wednesday brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? Hey, if you missed it, uh, the new version of the Bat Around debuted this past Saturday. We're going to keep working on how we can make that even better. But in the meantime, you'll always be able to watch it at uh, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. And hopefully we'll be able to expand that and give you some other ways to uh, take in the bat around. But uh, good to have uh, the new version of the show launched. And Paul and Ryan Blake will be talking with you um, every Saturday and talking baseball throughout the offseason and moving forward. So we look forward to that. And we are glad that that will continue those guys talking baseball here at press box all right um griffin remind me what what do i still have any reads that i have to do at this point uh i think uh we want to remind the people about the uh our good friends at the at toyota and uh oh yes yeah yeah the toyota coma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect coma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. You got a tidbit for us? I do, yeah. I got a couple. Uh, so last night, I'll start with this one, Zay Flowers. Uh, he scored a touchdown, a, a, rushing, a rushing and receiving touchdown. He scored all of his team's touchdowns and scored more points than the entire uh, opposing team. No other rookie wide receiver in NFL history has accomplished all three of those things in a single game. Uh, or sorry, in a single season, let alone all in one game. Uh, so that was from Optostat, scoring multiple, scoring well, a rushing it would, and receiving. It would seem far more likely for it to happen in a game than it would be in a season. Um, like in a season, you'd have to score yeah, all of your right, team's right. touchdowns. That's and, well in that's one not... in one game. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, but I, I'm, but not, I'm not sure how that was supposed to be worded, but it feels like it was worded incorrectly. All right. Well, I, Zay Flowers did that. 
had, I, I had mean, good game. for Zay Flowers. I just don't know what they mean by a season. Did you like, see? Um, okay, moving on. Uh, did you see any <laughs> of Friday's uh, Nebraska Iowa game? No, oh, I did not so see any. It was miserable. Oh, it, it was miserable. Fourth quarter was extremely entertaining. I do recommend go watching the fourth quarter if you ever have absolutely nothing to do. Um, but okay. uh, the, but Iowa won uh, the thirteen to ten uh, over Nebraska. Uh, it was their fourth win this season when scoring 15 or fewer points. That is the most such wins in a season scoring less than 15 points since 1991 when both Alabama and Ball State both had four such wins as well. Hey. So Iowa just yeah. putting up uh, you know, a crazy number, setting records for over-under uh, totals. What a, what a world. <laughs> Um, the Cowboys, with their win over the Commanders, they became the first team in NFL history to win their first five games of the season. Their first five, sorry, first five home games of the season by twenty points each. As they first five home games of the season, wow, that's that is you know. Look, yeah. I get it. The the competition is not that great, but teams. Still. <laughs> uh, the team that they beat, the Commanders. Um, teams that had a hundred rushing yards, two hundred fifty passing yards, thirty five minutes of time of possession, and uh, no more than 25 penalty yards and no more than one turnover, had been 57-0 over the last 25 seasons. The Commanders, of course, did all of those things and lost by 35 to the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So bizarre. That's so bizarre. Um, uh, the opposite the also pointed, or no, so, uh, our friends at NFL Research pointed this one out. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is the only player on the Cowboys with more touchdowns than Deron Bland. He has seven. Ron Bland. Uh, good. Okay. I mean, that's kind of remarkable. CJ Stroud became the first rookie in NFL history with 300 passing yards in four straight games. Four straight games with 300 passing yards for CJ Stroud, and uh, and then Kyron Williams. Uh, he became the first player in NFL history with 140 rushing yards in back-to-back games against uh, in back-to-back games played in a season against the same opponent because he played the Cardinals right before. Going on landing on IR. Oh right, yeah. And had 140 yeah, yards kind of, and had 158 kind of yesterday. Also, first game again, just arbitrary here. But he is the first player in NFL history with 140 rushing yards, six catches, 60 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns. I feel really good about not starting him. Ooh, that's really definitely helped good. me get a big win over uh, the team that was in first place in my league. So thank you, Kyron. Oh, did it? Did it though? Thank good for you. Uh, you mentioned Talia, obviously, I guess, moving into second, or was he already in second uh, then in, in, in career uh, passing? I, well, they're, they're saying, the Big Ten is saying he is number one. It's uh, just that they they might be wrong. Someone else on uh, Maryland uh, moved themselves into uh, Maryland lore. Uh, Jay Sean Jones picked up his 2,000th uh, receiving yard yep. uh, as a Maryland Terrapin. He became the eighth Terp with 2,000 receiving yards. Can you name oh. the other seven Terps? With two thousand receiving yards, uh, I'll assume Stefan Diggs. Uh, Stefan Diggs is number two on the list, twenty two hundred. Uh, G. Roy Simon. G. Roy Simon is on the list. He is fifth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, is it all wide receiver? Like, is, is um, Vernon Davis? Vernon Davis is not in the. Uh, okay. He has not reached the two thousand mark. Right. He had. Uh, all right. Where was he? He was high up, but he was not in the top eight. No, he was nineteenth, thirteen hundred for for Vernon. Vernon Davis. Um, Jermaine Lewis. Jermaine Lewis. He is number one, 2,932 yards, the all-time leading wow. receiver I for the Terrapins. I didn't realize it was that much. Jesus, that's crazy. Although, oh, wow. Um, I'm inclined to just, you know, guess all the good ones, right? Like, um, 
DJ Moore? DJ Moore is on the list. He is okay. uh, right behind G. Roy Simon, sixth. Did I did I say Tory? Uh, you did not say Tory yet. He is third. Tory. Twenty two hundred as well, just behind Stefan Diggs. How about Hayward Bay? Darius Hayward Bay, right behind Tory. He is fourth on the list. So you have How the, many am I missing? You're missing one more. Um, um Rakim Jarrett. Not Rakim Jarrett. Jarrett had fifteen hundred. He is sixteenth on the list. Oh wow, Jesus, stinks. Um, wow, it it gets kind of bleak, right? There's there guys that are really good, and then there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that if it's not, it's not again. We committed it's not a tight end, so it's not Frank Wycheck. It is not Frank Wycheck. Wycheck, where was he on this list? Eesh. I will find Wycheck. Um, he had 1,100. Yeah, he had 27. Okay. Um, he had less than Corey Deitches. Ah, how about that? Well, I mean, they didn't throw the ball quite as much yeah. back then, so it's they also. I I get. Oh, okay, so Dante Demas. Dante Demas. He rounds out. The, yeah. Uh, the two thousand. I literally had not. If I hadn't said the words, they didn't throw the ball quite as much yeah. then. I wouldn't have gotten there because it made me say, "Oh, just guess the most recent." Yes. Like just go that route. So that is the company that Jay Sean Jones joins. Well done. I guess the the good news about that is it was all of the logical names. Right. All right. Of the <laughs> names that you expected were on the list. So I do appreciate that. All right. Um, tubular. We don't have to. We we got through everything. I don't have the sheet. In front uh, of yeah. Me, well, yes. So we have gotten through everything. All right. Very good. Yes. Tubular is brought to you by me, your pal GC. Look how badly I wanted to be here for you, even though my life could be in shambles and I might not be able to get anywhere. I still made sure that I could deliver a show for you. You're welcome. That's uh, that's. Oh, you know what? Actually, before we do that, son of a bitch, I forgot I had some tidbit stuff today, Griffin. Oh. Right. Ah, I screwed this up. My fault. I wanted to share with you. Um. Okay. This is from Ruben Frank of NBC Sports Philly. Jalen Hurts is now 33 and 12 in 45 career starts. There are only six quarterbacks in NFL history with more wins in their first 45 starts. There are, are there are only how many more with more more wins? Six. Six, six I quarterbacks. I will say Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, 36 and 9, third on the list. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, second on the list, 37 and 8. Um I I would think that Marino won a lot when he started. Or did he Dan not? Marino is certainly on the okay. list, thirty-four and eleven. He is a uh, sixth. Uh, I feel like because because I I can't remember how his rookie year went, but or or I know his second year, Big Ben. No, Ben Roethlisberger is not on the list. I don't have I don't know where he would be, but he did not win at least thirty-four. Win at least thirty-four in their first forty-five starts. There's there's a more surprising one to me that's not on the list. That is there's a surprising one that's not on the list. Yeah, yeah. That would be because Kurt Warner's not on the list. No, Kurt Warner is on. Oh, the wait, list. that's what I meant. He is on the list. Thirty-five and ten. Um, uh, two more. And... Yeah, and they're and they're both older guys, so you're not going to get them. Yeah. Tom Brady is not on the list, which gotcha. is the surprising one surprising, to me. Yeah. I was like, what? Didn't didn't they like the? But uh, no, Tom Brady's so not on the list. So then Montana, Joe Montana. Nope. Darn. Nope. 
older guys. One of Peyton one of these good. guys you might get. One of these guys you could be here for a, a year and you'd never get him. So I'll just go ahead and tell you because it's twelve twenty six. And I got to find my keys. No, not no. I'm telling you. Right uh, the thirty nine and six most wins in their first forty five starts. Oh. Daryl LaMonica. Yeah. Okay. Daryl LaMonica. I was, yeah, he, was on the tip of my, he was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, sure. Also 35 and 10. When I said Lamar, I meant to say LaMonica. Right. LaMonica. I know. They're very LAM. I understand. Uh, Ken Stabler also ah, on okay. the list. So I don't think you would have gotten that one yeah, either. I guess I and then um, I, I don't know how I never realized this. But did you know, Griffin, that there is only one player in NFL history, to have both 40 rushing touchdowns and 40 receiving touchdowns in their career. And do you know who that player is? I, I mean, I would feel like, uh, just because of recency bias, I want to say McCaffrey, but if it had been him, I feel like I, I would have seen that or something. So I'll say 40 rushing. I'll say uh, I'll say Gale Sayers. Not Gale Sayers. But is it McCaffrey? It's not McCaffrey. Hmm. 40 receiving and rushing. And because I don't think Jamal Charles wasn't like, he, he didn't, it wasn't Jamal Charles. Not, not Jamal Charles. 40 receiving and 40 rushing. Man. Hmm. Is it, is it Austin Eckler? I feel like we it's not that. Austin Eckler. Hmm. 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 Are they are they a modern like player? Are they very modern? They are not a modern player. Jim Brown. In fact, it's not Jim Brown. Mm. This player celebrated his 90th birthday over the weekend. Wow. Hmm. Um. They didn't celebrate it enough. Darn it. Yeah. Apparently, you didn't get you didn't catch wind. Yeah. Of it. I didn't. Hmm. This player is. Quite possibly the greatest human that we've ever known here in our community. He is the great Lenny Moore. Ah, Lenny Moore. Wow. 90 this wow. weekend. And I, I don't know how I never – all the things that I've known about Lenny Moore, I never knew he was the only player in the history of the game with 40 rushing and 40 receiving wow. touchdowns in his career. Happy That's birthday, crazy. Lenny Moore. Love you. Love you. Eternally love you. You are the best. All right. Uh, here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise. Tubular for tonight, of course. We uh, wrap up Week 12, Bears and Vikings, 8-15. This one, the uh, Mannings decided to take this one off. They said, <laughs> we're good. We'll, we'll pass on that. 8-15 on ESPN and ABC. UMBC hoops in action at Hampton tonight at 7 on Flow Sports. By the way, big news today in the CAA, Griffin. Did yeah, you see? Yeah, I did see. Delaware. Uh, they're Delaware. Getting, they're getting the boot. They're, they're pro- well, no, I think they're booting themselves. They're apparently moving <laughs> up. They are going FBS in football, which um, kind of seismic. Yeah. yeah. Kind of seismic, honestly, yes. um, but that's uh, that was big news. Um, only Big Ten hoops team in action tonight: Wisconsin at seven against Western Illinois on Big Ten Network. Everything else, college basketball wise, find at glenclarkradio.com. Monumental Wizards Pistons at seven, NBA TV Lakers Sixers at seven, Nuggets Clippers ten thirty. Monumental two for Capital Sharks at ten thirty. USA for Fulham and Wolverhampton Wanderers at three. Did you see? I don't remember who it was. Did you see the goal that Man U scored over the weekend? No, I didn't. I, I dude, dude. I've seen a lot of goals in my life, and I wish I could remember who it was that scored it because I want to make sure 
Garnacho. No, who is it? That's not who it is. Yeah, Garnacho, right? Is that who it is? I saw his name when I when I searched it. Hold on, I want to see this goal, dude. Yes, holy hell! It's one of the most remarkable things that I've ever seen. In my, I mean, I, I am just. It's bonkers. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to play it over the air. I mean, you know. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Leandro Garnacho. Here, pull Oh, you can't pull it up because I'm on Zoom. I don't know if you can pull up two things at the same time. Uh, All right. Anyway, look, look, man. The moral of the story is it's a bonkers, bonkers goal. Um, that Garnaccio scored for Man U over the weekend, I believe against Everton, if I remember correctly. Uh, just outstanding. But uh, also tonight uh, on the USA Network, WWE Monday Night Raw, Griffin, I know you have a lot of thoughts about CM Punk's return to WWE. I'm sure you have a lot that you want to say about it. It's going to bring you back to UFC, right? No, not a chance in all hell. But there you go. That's coming up totally too, realize, for the evening. All right, thanks today to Padre uh, Ismail as well. Barmageddon with David Arquette. David Arquette oh, yeah, will be on Barmageddon, you. of course. Uh, yes. Elf is going to be on TNT at 8, if anyone's interested Aye, in that. There we go. And uh, and then Jeremy Allen White with Michael Irvin, Jimmy Fallon, and Megan Trainer on uh, on Kimmel tonight on uh, ABC following Monday When Night does the Iron Claw come out? That's That Jeremy comes out Allen December 22nd. And yeah, about the Von Erichs. Uh, Zach Efron. Yeah. I think MJF is in it too, right? Getting a lot of hype. Gotten a lot of hype. Yeah. Oh, and Ru- uh, Rudolph, uh, the Red Nose Reindeer, at 8 o'clock on CBS as well. Thank you. Thank you. That's very important. All right. Uh, thanks to uh, Jeremy. Thanks to J- uh, Kadri. We'll get it up in the greatest hit section of the. Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at glenclarkradio.com. Tomorrow, uh, the state high school football finals are set. We will preview them. County Sports on Radio. I, I apparently, I demanded a recount about Perry Hall, and I don't think that I got it. I'm not thrilled about that. Yeah, they lost to Mervo. It's a bummer. But uh, we will preview the finals with um, West Brown, County Sports Zone. Of course, we'll talk about Maryland basketball. They did get a couple of wins. So Big win that. over USA. Uh, yeah, yeah. South, you throw out all the records when uh, South Alabama comes to play. But we'll talk to Patrick Stevens. We'll preview waiver wire Wednesday. And anything else? Uh, Aaron Schatz, uh, he will join us. He was paying close attention Football to outsiders. the Ravens game okay. last night. All right, stuff and things tomorrow on the program. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Costas Inn, Live Casino, and Hotel Maryland. Of course, Royal Farms. Thanks also to, oh, man, I'm sorry. Again, I don't have the sheet in front of me. I got to I gotta remember that for when I do these shows at home, Griffin. We gotta. I got to have a backup sheet. Yeah, hopefully it'll never happen again. Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery. Uh, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local mm-hmm. Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass is how you follow him. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday, uh, Monday night. Go UMBC Hoops. Go Glenn finding his keys. Duke sucks.